Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 109 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helperton, and who's in a, still in a dream? The Annoyance, Michael Carrotten Hughes. <sighs> <laughs> it is Cody Swampborn of House of O, Professional Rhino Wrangler, Warden of the River of the Riverlands, Bender of Limbs, Winter Soldier, Gentleman Adventurer, Handsomest Man, three or four or five or seven or something years Running, breaker of hearts, treasure hunter, friend to every single animal on the face of the earth, wooer of ostriches, ooh la la, <laughs> father of grovers, and of, of course, the Cajun crippler, the Acadian nightmare, the Crescent City Saint, your one and only Cody Laveau. Back, 109. Are, is this really the 109th game that my mom found? <laughs> well, 109th regular episode, 109. Oh, yeah, you're there still doing like episodes. Sin City and comic books and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, too. and there were a couple episodes that were number that weren't games unfortunately rest in peace my my what i was trying to do uh because of just we were getting burned out at that point but we made up other games that are minis and other random shit so you're doing so many of these man that is that is saying a lot most folks give up after like episode five you guys are just you are you are sticking to it i i can't stop (laughs) (laughs) and i found somebody who's willing to record more so yeah i record a lot now uh, like we just recorded a three-hour episode about Thor Ragnarok that you won't hear for a couple months. But hey, oh wow, it's in the can. All right, and we I, we should mention before we get to important stuff like you know the episode why we're here. I because <laughs> since last time you were here, we didn't say in episode ninety-three we did Dead Space. You didn't have Ostrich War. We should give some backstory to that. No, Ostrich War is the newest one that I have. Uh, I think there's some. I think I even put the video on my Instagram too. But um, so a uh, uh, little known fact about uh, those uh, those big mean scary birds is they have like a reverse furry thing with human beings, and it's very common that ostriches will grow very attached to the people that feed them. So after a while, it turned from straight up murder to uh, romance. <laughs> so now every time I go and I try to feed that big mean bird, uh, he does a very very sexy dance for me, and uh, and then it and then uh, just past that he will still try to murder me. <laughs> it's a complicated thing me and me and him have going, but it's it's at least more interesting uh, these these. <laughs> These days, uh, but I mean, and if uh, if you've never seen a full blown ostrich dance, uh, it is it is something to see because I mean they drop down on their knees, they sway back and forth, the the head tucks in. It is it is an affair. It is a full full blown thing. It's not like uh, it's not just like a little how do you do. It is a full blown courtship going on with me and my and my giant birds. And does the murdering come after the love? Then making I take it typically. <laughs> Wait, wait, hang on. Yes, yeah, no. He, uh, dude, that thing tries to tries to kick me at least twice a week. I swear, man. <laughs> He's like, get me out of here. <laughs> I'm assuming he was probably born in captivity, right? Uh, yeah, ours, well, ours, ours, ours were. Yeah, most of our, um, uh, pretty much anything here is uh, rescued from somewhere else. So, good. yeah, pretty much every. Well, in fact, yeah, everything was was born. In captivity, and almost all of it came from a circus or a really bad zoo or something like that, or a private owner that didn't know what they were doing. So, uh, so yeah, they're all they're uh, they're uh, very fun, but they're also uh, they can get kind of just kind of squirrely. You know what I mean? <laughs> it gets uh, it's it's never a boring day here. You know, that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh well, and I and I think most people don't even. I mean. Um, 
it's it's been a while since I've been here. Um, I, I've, uh, for the folks that don't know, I live on a ranch with a bunch of critters. I have all kinds of stuff here, and um, yeah, we have uh, giraffes and rhinos and all all kinds of wild stuff. Uh, for the folks that do follow my Instagram on there, we have uh, we have uh, so much so much cool stuff. I think the most recent video is of the capybaras. I don't know if you saw that one, but the whole family of them eating the scraps. They're just oh, they're they're just so cute. So yeah, if anybody didn't know what uh, Mike is uh, referring to, I uh, live on a ranch with like entirely too many animals animals for the amount of time that I have to take care of them. You know. All right, and I should introduce why we're all here today. We are here to talk about the one and only Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. <laughs> the one and only. Like there hasn't been <laughs> multiple releases. How yeah, many versions? Originally on 2004, and then 2006 was the subsistence version. Uh, 2011 was HD, and then somewhere in there was Snake Eater 3D. Uh, 2012. I forgot about Snake Eater 3D for 3DS. It's been around. I, yeah, it's a. Uh, oh, and there will be spoilers for Snake Eater. We'll probably spoiler spoil some stuff of Metal Gear in general. I don't know how much, just because this is the beginning of the story. But you've been warned. So yeah. Hey, at least it wasn't 2002. So, whew. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fuck that year. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I picked this game because we've been very, very slowly going through the Metal Gear series on this show. We started off early on covering one in Episode 7, but we never really got, we haven't gotten very far. And I, I remember loving Snake Eater. I didn't play it when it first came out. I didn't play it till Subsistence. I watched my friend Red Fox has been on the show multiple times. He played through it, and I'd watch him play it, but I wouldn't touch it because I... I suck at stealth at this time, so I, I want nothing to do with it until subsistence is when I finally bought a copy of it for the online for some dumb reason. And <laughs> which I didn't play, by the way, but I bought it for the online for we could play together, which we never did. But then I ended up playing through the game. Yeah. Subsistence is definitely the version you want to play. Don't play the original because it's still got that locked in place, fixed camera BS. And being able to rotate the camera makes the game so much easier. Now, um... I am going to drop a fairly decent bombshell on you guys. This is actually the first time I have ever played this. Oh. And it is the first Metal Gear game I have ever finished. Oh, nice. I had, uh, I had, I had played the first Metal Gear, the I Feel Asleep, uh, way <laughs> back in the day when I, when I was about uh, <sighs> probably seven, and I got maybe three screens in. And then didn't know what was going on and, and quit that. And I played a little bit of the beginning of uh, the original Metal Gear Solid, uh, but had real issues with the whole top-down fixed camera. I kept getting caught and getting killed. So I barely made it anywhere there. And then uh, the last thing I really remember was was hearing about Metal Gear Solid 4, of it having like six hours worth of uh, <laughs> non-playable yeah. something in it, which mm-hmm. which... I found out this game only had about five hours worth, so I was much <laughs> happier with that, uh, playing that. But I, I'd always heard that Metal Gear Solid 3 was really, really good, but I just never had a PS2, so it just kind of passed me by. And uh, when Mike sort of gave me a list of games, I I could pick from them. I went, oh yeah, no, this is the chance. I know that it's really good, and there's Garials in it, and that's all that I needed to know. So I came into this completely fresh. Oh, that is cool. I did not expect that because this is an older game. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's just one of those blind spots for me. 
Okay, so that'd have been a very interesting experience, and like, and you don't have all the background nope. the story, which you don't really need with this because this is technically the beginning of the timeline for Metal Gear. Because for those that would have played Metal Gear Solid One or Two, you played as Solid Snake in those games, but in this one, you play as Big Boss, which is Solid Snake is a clone of, essentially. Naked Snake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah, I know he doesn't become Big Boss at the end of the game, but still. I also like how this well this is essentially if if Hideo Kojima made a a um, James Bond movie essentially what this is all this is made by Konami but yeah Konami don't make games anymore so don't worry <laughs> about that uh, but and I and I I mean that's that's the thing that I feel like when you play this game everything you experience early on it is completely a, a 007 movie like the fact that he goes on a mission in the beginning called the Virtuous Mission this is the Virgin Mission of their group Fox is it Foxhound in this or is it called something else Cover called- Unit. Coverin right. is the villains. Oh yeah. No, uh, I know that they referenced a little bit later. It's like, hey, we need to make a group like this, uh, like the fox. And so I think Foxhound was made okay, right after Fox. This. Fox. That's, that's, that's oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I I didn't listen to the story this time playthrough. I, I watched some of the cutscenes. I skipped some. I skipped all the conversations of the of the of the codec this playthrough because I just oh I, there's so much in there that is so good. Speaking of of James Bond, there is literally a reference in that when you save because every time you save they reference a movie that had like just come out. <laughs> and at some point they do bring up, hey, have you seen From Russia with Love? <laughs> and they're like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really like that. It's so unrealistic even though this is the campiest shit that i have ever seen in my life that is a total spoof of it snake hates all movies if you've noticed but um which is kind of like a running joke in this but they even bring that up to where um major tom like like uh a bus in and he's like james bond is the best <laughs> thing to come out of london since uh, since the bloody mayflower how dare you james bond is a <laughs> what do you not like about him the girls the cars the gadgets we're gonna make guns that look like snakes like (laughs) he's like why do i need a gun that looks like anything else in the in the freaking jungle man um so they wear that just right on their sleeve i like that one a lot i love it yeah very funny that is yeah second funniest one good movie oh i love love that movie it's one of the best of the original but that's maybe here nor there right now (laughs) Okay, movie though. But I, I just I like the way that this game and this game is also very different because in Metal Gear Solid One and Two you would have had the radar that would give you exactly where they're looking, where the enemies are, and in this you don't have any of that. You have a sonar which is not very good, or most sectors not very good. The batteries are wearing out. I mean, if your guns have silencer, the silencers wear out. You get hungry. Like this game is so much different than the other Metal Gears that came before it and the Metal Gears that come after it. At least four is. I don't know anything about five. Five is like five. the world. So. Okay, five doesn't have the eating stuff, like does it? No. Okay, I I know four has camouflage, but it's like I think it does it automatically. Yeah, you get the optic camo from one of the first bosses. I very five's got you building up a building up a base like a portable ops. Okay, I played a lot of Metal Gear. I mean, that's that's same thing. Well, this just had so much to it. I, I like I if there was only one. The camo, which you said in 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 four, is just the one optic. Yeah. Camo, man. Well, then that must have been missing out because I love getting to switch back and forth with this. Like even within various areas, uh, you know, y- you could be next to a rock and you would need to do the desert camo versus uh, you you might have to jump in some bushes ten feet away and then just fully need to swap out the face paint and all. 
and all that. And it was just another fun little plate to spin that that if you could just turn a fully not not being able to be seen, then it, it would just uh, it would just kind of take something out of that. I would feel like right. So four is much. God, I can't. I don't remember much about four, but four I think is much different than this game. Hmm. I think. God, it's been it's been over ten years easy, so I have very very little recollection of four. But like with this game, I mean the camouflage. I mean it's not bad. You just go in your menu and you get different camouflages. You have to go out of your way to find other ones. They give you some, but you can find a lot of new ones if you explore, which I didn't do this playthrough because I didn't give a shit. But it's I a, normally would. It's a good thing changing clothes is a free action, so you're not just like <laughs> stopping waiting for Snake to change clothes. So like, hold on, hold on, I gotta put on my, my desert I camo. Mean, I played this game on very easy, which gives you the easy gun, which is a gun that gives you 80% camouflage no matter what you're doing or what you're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> there you is can, that. You can run right in front of a guy, and they're like, what's that? And I just shoot him in the face. All, uh, on very easy, like, uh, turns all of the goons into, like, Mr. Magoo, right? <laughs> pretty they're much, pretty yeah. dumb, too. But yeah. they're even dumber when they can't see you, period. So I would put on the camouflage that made me stand out. That I whatever looked cool, what I would put on. So I was running around in the red camouflage most of the game because I liked the way it looked. Oh, with the, the yeah, I used the stealth suit most of the game. All the I didn't have the stealth suit. Wait, yeah. is that the one that you get uh, from the sorrow? No, I think it's from the actual from the boss at the end of the game. It's one oh, of the okay. ones you, you carry over in future playthroughs. Okay, is See, the stealth and one this was, yeah. the Carotan Frog one? I think no. No, I don't. I don't know. The it, it's modeled after like the the sneaking suit from Metal Gear Solid One, or it's like okay. a type to it. Oh, you're just talking about that black outfit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, you get that in one of the bases. You find it in a locker. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. I found it when I was being nosy looking for stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, this game is, I think, very interesting. As I was saying before, I, I sidetracked myself. Um, like the fact that it has like two different missions. Like the first part is the virtue mission, where you're sent into the same, almost the exact same damn place to go get this Russian scientist out, and you have a whole backstory about how he defected to America and then didn't defect and all this other crap that I don't feel like getting into. <laughs> and I, I love it. I love the fact that he, I always love how Metal Gear takes real life history and puts in its own little parts in it saying like, oh, this would they weren't actually pulling out the Cuban, you know, the missiles in, in Turkey because they were pulling off for Sokolov. That was part of the deal. Like, I like all that. I'm completely on board when you do stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it was it was great. Like, I love like, um, I guess I, I don't know if like alt history or like historical fiction is the is the right thing to call it, but where it's sort of grounded, but it diverts kind of away from it like that. Like, like I, I looked at a little bit of lore and, uh, there's shockingly like a lot of it that you'll never find out. Like, uh, like the fury, uh, going up in space as being the first guy to actually be in space, but it, but like the whole thing went sideways and he got burned up. And so then Yuri, uh, Garin was, was the first guy to go in space, uh, officially and they just sort of disavowed the uh the fury and he's all sour about it like i which is something that did not happen but i love the thought of stuff like like that because it ties into the, these sort of things that you kind of know from like high school history but it you know it just kind of puts its own spin on it love that stuff that's kojima in a nutshell but there's comments he makes about two that kind of came true that we'll talk about some other time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been a long time since I played two. Two is a much deeper story. It makes absolutely no sense, but that, there's something. And and, <laughs> and and from what I can see, everybody hates that one. Is that is that about right? Eh, people uh, hate things about parts it. of it. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. It's a good game. It's a really good game. 
I should jump into it then. It, we'll talk about that. I'll play more later. But <laughs> like with Snake Eater, it, it's so much different than anything that came before. Like the fact that your guns wear that, like you get hungry if you have to you have to eat food. You have to hunt animals. Well, hunting just means shoot the random animals in front of you, either with your gun or a trank, and then you can save them in there and you eat them. Your food will rot after a while too if you kill something and put it in your in your pack. It will eventually rot. I think that's what? cool too. But yep. even that rotten food has some kind of use, yep. which I love that. <laughs> uh, did y'all give it to the uh, fear to make him throw up? Uh-huh. I loved it. I, I didn't know I could do that. I was just trying e- everything, and I and that just kind of hit hit the wall, and this dude started throwing up. And I'm like, oh, that's a thing that you can do, I guess. That's why I love this game is there's so many little little things you can do that really don't have any bearing on the game overall. But And you would never know it. They yeah. never spell it out. They put mm-hmm. so much detail in this, and I'm shocked that this came out, what, like 17 years ago? Yeah, 2004 originally. There's, there's so much stuff to this that I am just shocked that they put this level of detail into when they really didn't have to pretty great and there's so many different ways to play this game too like i think is very interesting oh yeah i mean we all play it differently i mean you can hide like you can play this game super stealthy you can play this game guns running if you want to it doesn't matter i would assume we all play three play different it sounds like cody played it very stealthy switching camera and whatnot like i said mike i think go ahead no actually i tried that at first like i first uh jumped into virtuous mission and i spent uh probably 45 minutes trying to sneak and knock guys out and and uh just to get to the scientist and then i get spotted just before i i did that so i uh so i just started just i i, I just said yolo and just started knocking guys out and firing bullets <laughs> and it worked and i'm like oh i thought this was like if you're spotted then you're automatically dead but no you can go nuts and just kermit the frog just and it still works and so at that point it just became me trying every single thing i could in this in this uh treating it almost like a playground like can i do this what if i throw a magazine at a frog will that do anything like i just kept <laughs> doing every different thing that i that i could with it just to see if it if it would work and so yeah no i was definitely a mix uh i um I'm going to put a pin, but the fight with the end is, I think, where all of us are going to kind of differ. But um, but 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 no, it was it it was definitely a uh, mix. And I stopped being fully stealthy uh, pretty much uh, just after the uh, virtuous mission. (laughs) Mike, it sounds like you abused the easy gun through most of the game. Uh, Completely abused it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't kill anybody. except I did kill a couple people here and there because I would. I, they got they die other ways like there was a guy in a hovercraft i shot for no reason at all because i could i did too yeah. huh there were a few but i tried to play this game mostly without killing i not no real reason i just i, I have an easy gun so i just use it <laughs> and i like not deal with alert or not deal with extra people i mean i still got alert when i would be stupid or do something dumb like walk in front of a guy like oh there's a guy there he's like i see him because <laughs> if you walk in front of them they will see you if you go right in front of them <laughs> even not very easy with the gun on even 80 percent they're like wait a second what's this but it's then, just uh, it's so I, uh, cool how different said I, I had beaten the game, so I had a lot of the... Well, I had all of the carryover stuff, so I had the infinite face paint, and uh, uh, I played as the meme of stealth as, a, as optional for this mission, where my loadout was just a bunch of different guns, and I just ran through just decimating everyone, just absolutely destroying. 
Cowabunga, it is. <laughs> it's it's so much fun. No, I did that same thing. Pretty much as soon as I would get spotted, I would just pull out the uh, my uh, go to once I got it was the M sixty three, and it was just spray and pray. <laughs> I'm a I'm a shotgun guy on this one. The thing's so great. Oh, yeah. you're right though. Sends them flying. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I used it a couple times when I just felt like it. When I got annoyed with the game, a few times. It uh, e- eats through boss health too. It's real good. <laughs> and that's the other thing, and, like the fact that you can play. You know, I like the fact that you're able to play this game so differently. There's so many different things that can happen. Like with the virtue of mission, which <laughs> it's almost done with. Like the whole when you they going to get Sokolov, like and you get Sokolov and you get forced with your first actual fight after like a three minute cutscene too. And this is when you first meet Ocelot, which I think is also cool that they bring in Ocelot, which is in all the other Metal Gear games. But now here, here he is young, like probably his early 20s, working for this Russian organization, the GRU. Kind of. Or yeah. was he? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, he, he, I know. He's a double A, triple agent. Or triple something. A's. agent. He's technically, yeah. Adam, who you're supposed to meet in the first place in the, when you go back, but he's not. And he, I forget the exact story. I know that after the Virtue of Mission happened and you end up rescuing Sokolov, but then the boss who was your mentor ends up defecting to the Russians in quotations. And when she defects, she ends up giving Volgan, which is this crazy asshole in charge of the Gru. I hate Volgan, by the way. Hate He's him. so great. He's such a mustache twirling villain. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, you basically have th- the, the three different kinds of villains in this, in that, in that you have just the total snidely whiplash in Volgan. And then you kind of have, uh, Ocelot, who's more like the Joker, he's like, I don't want to kill you because because you're too much fun. You and me are the are like arch enemies. We can't kill mm-hmm. each other. And then um, and then you have Boss, which is like this melancholy, you know, like super deep brooding. I don't want to do this, but it's for the good of the mission, and I do what I must do, and I'm the reluctant villain. Uh, which I love that they managed to get all three of that into into one game. Like you couldn't have three different but equally awesomely fleshed out villains it's it's interesting i mean i'm not a big fan of the Cro- of the cobra team at all oh really the, co- the cobras are, are the special ops that worked with boss like 20 years before it takes place in 1964 and they fought with her in world war ii and i am not a fan of any of them i mean they're they're no foxhound <laughs> oh man i loved all of them but 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 this is also my first metal gear game mm-hmm. so i don't i don't know any any of the other teams but it didn't uh, have a fat guy on roller skates so that was a plus but. there's a fat guy on on roller skates yeah, like fat, fat man from metal gear solid 2 huh oh wait is that the one that's a vampire cuz no. i think no, i that's that fam. Oh, okay <laughs> yeah same game okay yeah two has dead cell is the worst team but this is not i'm not a fan of Gobers. Wow, yeah, they're they're okay. They serve no purpose other than to be boss fights. Yeah, I don't like them. They're washed up. If you ask me, they, they but suck. that's why I love them too. Is it's like we're getting the band back together. We're gonna we're gonna you know like that's 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 what I really liked about it. Is is all of them seem to be past their prime. All um, I like that the fear had like some 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 like gray in his hair and his hairline was starting to fall back. So he's my you know he's not as sharp as he used to be, and they're all kind of losing their minds. Um, I think it added a lot of very s- subtle character to them. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I mean, they're, they're cool. I mean, I thought they were cooler when I was younger. This playthrough, I just really did not like them. 
but they are they're cool fights. We'll get we'll get into what we get. Oh, there, okay. but, yeah. Like and I, I like the fact that the whole, whole storyline, like everything gets fucked up because the boss defects to go with Vulgan, which is all part of a plan you don't find out till like the end of the freaking game. But it all goes to shit because Vulgan takes a, a a nuke that they give him, a small nuke, and blows up a lab. Except the question I have is the lab he blows up is not that far away from the base that he has that you go to in like a in a very soon after this part. I'm really confused about that. Yeah, like like everybody involved in this, if they weren't already dead, they're about to get really, really sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wouldn't that whole area, even the area you're at, be decimated too from nuclear? Absolutely. Radiation? Like like a mortar that fires a nuclear warhead is uh is uh gonna hurt you just as much as it hurts anything that you, oh that you hit. It doesn't shoot far enough. You know, the uh, whole fallout boy, hold out your thumb, make sure the mushroom cloud is smaller. <laughs> yeah, no, this is like no, I mean you're getting blown back from it. You are uh, you are not going to have a very good week. And that's what that was the one for. I never thought about, it, but this time I thought about it because I'm also because after you have you have that happen when they blow up the nuke, you get your ass beat by boss, thrown off a bridge, which is cool, and you're all beat up. Like when you when you get picked back up by the CIA and they and they they get a plane and come rescue you, you go back to the same area. You're not that far away from where that nuke went off, and everyone's still they have a whole base over there. <laughs> You know, what if, like, Snake just got, like, powers from that from that nuke, and that's why he <laughs> he can, like, get uh, shot in the neck with, like, a uh, crossbow bolt and not die? <laughs> hmm. And why he could heal in a week from his arm being, like, dislocated. Yeah, speaking of falling off the bridge, it introduces you to another gameplay mechanic of having to heal major wounds. Which got to be a real pain in the ass really quick, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, there's it's some just, cool aspects to it. Like, no, if you no, in the water, it's, yeah. you get leeches. It's definitely a cool thing, but after the 25th time of of disinfect a scroll, bandage scroll, suture scroll, and then <laughs> getting in the next wound doing the whole thing, like, it's a very cool thought, but I, I'm not sure if they really thought about having to do that mid-fight so you don't bleed out, how just irritating that would get, especially against... Like I said, some of those boss fights where you're just taking tons of hits. So at least on the easier difficulties, if you go into the menu and apply one of those things to heal, the rest of it will heal on its own when you get back into the, the main game. Well, I did not know that. Every time. I was playing <laughs> easy, and I still I was just doing all of it like I, like I thought that I needed to. So, like, when I got bullets, I would just dig them out with a knife and then let the rest of it heal on its own. Again, I think it might just be a very easy thing, but... Mm. The easy gun does heal you, too. Okay. That huh. I don't know. If you and hold it, it also doesn't drain your stamina, either, so I didn't have to eat anything during the game like you're supposed to because I never lost stamina. Oh. Wow. Sometimes also, I run around hungry just to hear the stomach growl because I thought it was funny. I also ate, alert guards, too. I, I yeah. ate <laughs> everything in this game at least once. Like, I, like, like even, like... A poison dart frog. Let's see what that does. Uh, <laughs> poison <spoiler, you. laughs> Don't don't do that. Uh, I mean, I thought it was like the size of my fist, which no poison dart frog should should be that size. So I was like, ah, maybe it tastes good. No, it, it definitely doesn't. <laughs> Even paramedics said not to eat it, but what does she know, right? Pretty <laughs> tasty. Which was <laughs> probably not what he said for the frog. <laughs> no, oh man. Um, do you want any 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 dialogue from uh, uh from this uh game is like is like a uh, dog food. Dog food? Yes, <laughs> dog food. Huh. As in food, but for dogs? Yes, snake. <laughs> dog food. 
It is food that is eaten by dogs. How does it taste? Well, according <laughs> to our guide, it, uh, that's, that's every single thing that he does. Not just this game. That's that's kind of one of Snake's character traits is okay. asking what things are just so they can explain it to the players. And just but the way he would say everything is just this upwards inflection, as if yeah, he's exactly. never Godzilla. What's that like? <laughs> yeah, that's that's been a running thing since Metal Gear Solid. And is that is stuff five that when they change the uh, No, because uh, what's his face? What's his name? Keith or Sutherland? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he, uh, he doesn't say a whole lot, so. Oh, well, they paid oh, so much a... money. They didn't want to get <laughs> exactly. a lot of like, walking out of us. Uh, David Hayter is probably not as expensive. Yeah. So, and like in the Virtue of Mission, so after that ends and you, you do come back, I, I like the whole way that, because the first time you come here, you parachute out of a plane to get here. But the second time you come here, because of all the, all the heat that happens and all the bullshit and everyone, all the, the politics, you can't, you have to fly higher and they drop you off in like a little plane that they just, that shoots you straight down, like a little shuttlecraft. You go up like into space and then you come back down. Which is, I, I it's cool. <laughs> yeah. The Halo jump. Which they oh, Halo jumped the first one, right? Uh, which, sure. <laughs> which I get why, because Khrushchev knew that Snake was coming in. Like, yes. the first time he got pissed because he picked up the plane on the radar. But like, did they explain why he had to go into space to come back down if Khrushchev already knew that he was going to be showing up? Because they're, it's a, they're lying. They're acting like they don't know. Oh, okay, so it's, okay. it's all like a bunch plausible of deniability. I mean, but, but like once the cover's blown, you think that Khrushchev could have just dropped him off him himself. I don't. Hey, the whole uh, government was falling apart in a couple of years later. So, of course, if this couple... is uh, if this is the only issue that I uh, <laughs> that I have with this game's logic, uh, yeah, like where does this even take place? Oh no, the Wall didn't fall to eighty nine. So yeah, it was a while. Okay, never mind. What I'm saying. I got like, nothing. I don't even know. Where, well, no, uh, Khrushchev got displaced like two years later, right? By somebody, by the new leader of the Communist Party. I'm not up on my Russian history like I really should be. But yeah, I believe Khrushchev wasn't in, in power uh, by the time that the 70s rolled in. 64, he kicked out for the, the, the year of this game. Oh, so so he he was gone like a month after this then. Huh? Yeah, October I know. 1964. Oh, yeah. So like two months later, yeah, Khrushchev was gone. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, no, he definitely wasn't. I know he wasn't well-liked by people within the party. This has turned into a uh, uh, communist talk. Welcome, yeah, comrades. This show. is a great, yeah. This is turning into the, into like a uh, Russian history podcast, apparently. But We've done a little bit of that in a couple episodes that aren't aired yet. But hey, I've, um, yeah, anyway, anyway, go on. God, I, oh, I do like if you shoot in that early part, which I kind of doubled back when I forgot to mention, if you shoot uh, Ocelot after he, he in a cutscene, he gets shot by tranquilized. But if you shoot him in the head with a regular gun, you'll hear you created a time paradox. Oh, yes, I got that because uh, I again, I didn't know that he was going to show up in other games. So I just I was like, yeah, I'm not going to deal with this shot him. I did a lot of problems. I yeah. did shoot. And it's he like, was. no, you can't do that. He's going to like a. I think there's actually an achievement for that in the HD version. Yeah. It's like yeah, series over or something. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, well, that, yeah, it was, I, something, something popped up for that. And then I looked up and there's like this guy with a mustache and like uh, looking like a Russian cowboy. I'm like, oh, I guess okay, he's, don't he's, don't he's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, that guy was awesome. And game that explains like why he uses a a revolver and everything all because the first time he met Snake and Snake disabled his gun and tells him like, you were more suited for a revolver. It's more of a revolver. Impact. And so he immediately buys three and learns how to <laughs> how to juggle them. He is the king of overcompensation. And mm. 
And for some reason, anytime he shows up, I don't know if you caught that, but there's like a Rawr! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where does that come from? Does, it, does he do that himself? Okay. <laughs> he does that to like call his unit in. And does he ever explain why he calls himself Ocelot? Because he's crazy. Uh, it's it's a great name. Somewhere. It's a it's a great name. And once I figured out he was a trip, like he was actually working for the CIA, I'm like, oh, that's great because that's a North American cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Ocelot is the son of Big Boss, who was then taken away from Big Boss or boss, not Big Boss, sorry, boss, the boss, taken away from her and was planted in Russia as like a something like that. It, it's I did I did catch that at the very end when she was explaining that to Snake later and they showed the, the picture. I'm like, oh, that's the that's the kitty cat kid. Uh, that's her <laughs> kid that was born on D Day. Yeah, so that's what goes on with him. He, it, like when back to where we were. So after you crash land in in the Snake Eater part, the main the main mission of the game, the whole point, like when you go the, you go to the place where Sokolov was earlier, so you replay the first part, and when you get there, you run into Ava, which is this girl that's helping you. But when he asks for the password, she or whatever the hell the code he says, she doesn't know it. Which is yeah. I didn't because people show up right away. She shoots them. She's like, well, that prove that I'm on your side, and he just goes with it. Plus, she gives him a gun, so I think he gets so excited and so happy as he, oh, look, uh, they filed down this part. Oh, my God. The way he looks at that gun. Yeah, that, that's and what he was excited that, uh, about. <laughs> and then and then you hit that R uh, button to, uh-huh. to uh, see that very, very sweet and very uh, confusing uh, uh, titty physics where, they'll, where they will just randomly bounce. Uh, not all the time, but once in a while, I think just when I start to zone out, they'll just... Blah, 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 blah. And I'll, you know, I'll just catch back. But I think I think that's how she got away with not giving that password. It, yep. It's a combination of uh, a very sweet gun and very. Uh, I think the gun very did it more than boob. the boob. Well, yeah, yeah. because but really like every time gun. he would stare at her boobs, but then he would act like he did not want anything to do with her. He's also he, kind of naive when it comes to sex and stuff and women. He, Oh, okay. Because like throughout this game, he's very much a soldier. He's very much been a soldier all his life, and he doesn't really understand. Like he doesn't understand how she's playing him completely in the intercourse. Uh, <laughs> or as uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. the word I keep hearing all the time on TV now, coitus. Coitus. Yeah. I'm watching Big Bang Theory. God, he says that a lot in the first couple uh, seasons. Uh, uh, now I'm now I'm just thinking of that a conversation with paramedic coitus. Yeah. Yes, Snake. <laughs> the uh, the act of lovemaking is uh, she just has to. But I, I think that's a big part of like the theme of what happens with that. But also the the whole fact that after she comes there and he sleeps with or he doesn't sleep with her, but he spends the night with her and she stays in the house and they talk when she gives him the gun or at least whatever the hell she's there. That's when um, Revolver Ocelot shows up and you have to fight not him, but I think you fight the Gru. But that whole thing is supposed to be that at, you know Adam was heading there to go meet him, but got interrupted by Eva, so he just kind of plays it off. Yeah, Adam was. Ocelot, like very, like he, that's who he was supposed to be. So then he, I guess, switched roles immediately and just let it play out. Yeah, because I think he, because he's, because he's a triple agent. He worked for the CIA, the the right. crew, and the philosophers. Philosophers are a group of people who hoarded a lot of money from China, America, Britain the during the Illuminati. World War II. I kind of figured they were like to stand in for the Illuminati or something like that. They didn't really. Fold. Um, that's more Talked of the about the MacGuffin, the philosophers' uh, chip or whatever that thing right, was. My, that's more okay, of the Lolly Low. Oh, Those yeah. are the ones that are actually, or the the Patriots. Those are the ones that are holding in for the, the Illuminati later. Oh, okay. I know nothing I'm saying makes sense, but that's okay. It doesn't yeah, make sense from... to people who wrote the game. Sound <laughs> like you're solid too. <laughs> the Patriots. 
Oh god, I love to. It's been a long time, but that had nothing to do with this. So that's the philosopher. That's the whole the whole reason why boss defected, and the whole reason you're actually doing this mission has nothing to do with Sokolov. They just want the philosopher's legacy, which is the the money was taken away and hidden, and they're trying to find the money. That's all they care about in this game. They don't give a shit about anything else that they're acting like they do. Like his whole mission to kill the boss and to rescue Sokolov, nothing. All he all they care about is the money. It's all a ploy. That's that the whole yeah makes the world go round. But that's what Eva is at. Eva is actually a triple agent, also because she's working for the Chinese government to try to oh yeah China Russia and America do the phosphorus legacy, and she's working with them to end up trying to get phosphorus legacy for the for the Chinese. Which came fully out of left field for me. I, well, the gun she has in the guineas is a Chinese gun. The uh, the broom handle, right? Yeah. I always thought of that as being more of a German gun, but I know, it, but but then I know there was like a version that was Chinese or something like that. Is that is that right? I just uh, always say drop down. Oh, okay. Does he say that when she pulls right, out Mike? the broom handle and fires off the motorcycle? I'm not wrong. Am I, Mike? Or you remember? Uh, oh, you if, it was in, if it was in a cutscene, I didn't. It was in see a cutscene. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot who I was talking to for a second. No, you're talking I'm about gameplay. Sure. Wait, wait, so how yeah. long did it? Uh, did it take y'all to uh, to actually finish this game since y'all didn't watch any of the cutscenes? Because I took like 16 hours, and I feel like without the cutscenes, it was like four and a half. It's shorter. My total playtime was three hours and 51 minutes. Three hours and 51 minutes, and I, I was 16 hours. This, this thing is way more... This guy just wants to make movies, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. He just wants to make really weird, pervy, hilarious movies. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Kojima in a nutshell. <laughs> I'm learning so much from this podcast. Okay, that's, that's the idea. So, as like as the game progresses, like, in this very little part, like, after you have that, he meets Ava. I mean, part of I feel, because not really here, but later on, Ava really starts kind of playing him. But I think he doesn't really, he's too naive to really understand what's happening. Like, the whole, like, very immediate affection or one part. She's like, if I, I bet if I kissed you, you would taste just like a wild beast. Like, just the way that she is, I, I feel, is very, like, she, because she, I mean, she's manipulating him this whole time. Um, oh. Ava's bad. <laughs> well, but I don't know if she's even very effective at doing it because he seems to be very unaffected by her. Eh, you saw he makes some dumb. Eh, he, well, no, he's no, a little he by her. But like, I don't know if like Snake actually gets horny. Like, I don't know. I, I never get that off of him at all. He seems he's like he's at the end. Well, yeah, yeah, at the end. But I don't. I even yeah, that feels mission. very, very. Uh, um, I don't know if robotic is the right word, but <laughs> it feels very unnatural for him. I felt a little bad for Snake. At I mean, not even with 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 the whole oh you uh, just killed your mentor on a lie feeling bad, but I felt a little bad. I'm like you're like she threw your radio in the fire, and I know Snake's first thought is that's my radio. I need that to talk to. I mean, she talk. completely kind of fucks him in, in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, literally, so it, and, it's not. Yeah, but <laughs> and he there's fell a lot asleep. of things that Rookie move, man. Well, his whole mental state. Well, we'll get there. We get later in this game, but yeah, it gets yeah. messed up. But so, like, and I think it's really special about this game that was so different. And this game takes place in the jungle. You're completely out in the wild. You're running around the jungle where Metal Gear One and Two are in like warehouse type building. So you're everything's in a building or a boat or something different. This is completely out in the wild, and I think that was that was another real special feature to this game. But one thing I do want to kind of move on to, like, as you progress early on, you get into your fight with Ocelot, which is your first boss fight, which is, it's okay. I mean, you're both on two different sides of a, with like a, like a river in, in between you and you're shooting at him and you run behind trees. But there's many different ways to do that fight. Mm-hmm. Shooting the beehive to stun him for a second. Yeah. I shot the uh, Markor and then, and then pissed him off. I don't know if y'all, if y'all got that. I didn't, I didn't that. do that. 
No. Oh yeah, there's. Uh, do y'all do y'all know what a markhor is? Uh, yeah, it's like the yeah, big donkey I, horse yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's uh, it's like a big mountain goat. Which yeah. I saw that, and that was my first thought. Is like, oh, I'm gonna shoot it, and it's gonna like it's gonna like ram into him and knock him off the cliff. And no, he just gets pissed off, and he orders your goons to like fire their rifles at you because apparently he really likes markhors. <laughs> okay. Like I said, I, I tried every weird thing I could think of in this game. <laughs> There's a lot in the in the this game does have a lot of different options to do things. Yeah, absolutely. And that that fight is just I, I don't like it. But also one thing kind of special about this game is that if you trank a boss, you can end up getting a special camouflage from each boss. So I as one reason I trank them. Plus I just like tranking them. Mm-hmm. It makes it a little more challenging when the game is super easy the way I was playing. Except for some of the later ones where I got really pissed off. But <laughs> anything else to say about the ocelot fight or before you're we and we get interrupted by bees. Oh, the bees. <laughs> do you do, do you want me to talk about bees now or bees later? Um, Shortly. Let's talk about the pain. Okay. And... okay, but yes, this is when the bees first start to fuck with you. Yeah, it, it's I, I like that you see all like, his, you know, his his grew soldiers getting massacred. And he just spins the uh, pistols and and uh, and uh, kills all of them, which is yeah, which, uh, I, which I, has no logic, but it's still pretty badass. Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't work that well because there's a lot of bees and. They're very small and uh, very unmaneuverable, and they immediately swarm on onto your body and sting you all at once. Yeah. I mean, just it's a good thing there are none behind him because uh, exactly he'd be screwed. And this is when it has the the worst part of the game, and one of the worst parts in any game I played recently for the show. Surprisingly, is you get dro- is that when you get dropped into the the blind yes. cave, right? Yep. Okay. I had to literally get up, change the screen, not change the brightness of my TV to hundred percent in order to see what to do because I could not figure it out. Okay, here's here's one thing I found that was really interesting uh, about this, and I even had to look it up because I didn't know if I was imagining that or not. But um, if you wait long enough, it slowly starts to brighten up as like Snake's eyes would if if he was in that environment long enough. So oh, if yeah. you if you just wait five minutes, it'll slowly start to brighten up to where you can see all, all of it. And I looked that up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, that was that was meant to do that." And that's just yeah. one of the, an, another one of those crazy weird things that most people probably wouldn't have ever seen or cared to see or even thought about. Mm-hmm. I'd love, like I said before, I love those little touches, but so many little things. I don't got time for that. You just wander around in the dark till you find the torch, and then you're good. Just, uh, just like bumping into stuff. Yeah. It's oh, you terrible. can equip the cigar too to get like the tiniest. I figured bit of that light. out. Yeah. Yep. It's not enough. And then it was I. I even got the torch, and I still had a hard time with this part. I was irritated as all hell. I had to look up a map to finally get through it because I just could not figure it out. I spent this... a good forty-five minutes in this in this place. Oh, wow. This is my fifth time through the game in the last year, and I still have trouble getting through that section. I didn't have too much problem with it. I I just kept going right. You know, like you know, like any maze, you just keep going right, and eventually you'll oh, run into it instead of just running back and forth because that's how. I mean, I. I I'm not trying to like hi hat you guys, but I just, I just <laughs> kept going right, and eventually I found it. I just got irritated and look up stuff, but yeah, it, it, it's one of my least favorite parts. And then you get to one of my least favorite boss fights. You get to fight the first Cobra, <laughs> the Pain Captain B. Captain. This asshole is an idiot. Like he's just <laughs> he's when you've never read, I don't really care for the Cobra. The first boss you fight is a guy who can summon bees because he got stung a whole lot or something. So now he has bee it's powers. Apparently, because he keeps a queen in one of his pouches, and that's yeah, why he sense. can control bees. He's, he's like a human beehive. <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't. Isn't he all stung all over too when you see him? Yeah. At one yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks super gross. 
He pulls off the hood, yeah. He apparently I, I had a lot him, of trouble getting that queen. I have no idea where the camouflage goes. I also love how all of these all all of these bosses have these like supernatural powers that are never explained ever in a world that is not yeah. full of magic. Yeah, There's just like eight people that like for some reason can do like incredible things. Yeah, that carries over from the rest of the series. And okay, Mike, again, to answer your question, the camo ends up on the ledge where he is. You have to like go up a little ramp I've that never leads been back able to around. Get up there. Yeah, and then it drops down onto it. Okay, I've never got. I've, I've trank him every time. I've never gotten his camo. I never. It lets you control bees, kind of. Wait, really? Yeah, when you equip it and shoot a beehive, the bees that come out of it will. We keep calling them bees. They're actually hornets. Yeah, they're they're actually time. yeah. But uh, yeah, they'll kind of hover around you, and then when you go to attack an enemy, they'll swarm them. Okay, that's cool. I never. Oh, so Cody, you have a story about bees. You want to share I, real quick? I do have a story about bees. Oh man, that was actually back in July. I was a year ago, doesn't it? Like yeah, years ago. Yeah, dude. It's time is time is so weird. Yeah, I. I just, just remember the picture you drew that you posted in yes. the, group, the group were part of yeah, uh, to yeah. show what happened. That's what I remember. And I started laughing and then I'm, I felt bad for you. I'm like, okay, this is funny at the same time. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I know. Okay. So this was back in July. I had, um, man, I, I had, um, I was, I was weed eating and I had my headphones on. I was all covered up. You know, it was, uh, it was hotter than the, Devil's dick outside, and um, what, you mean the devil's anus? Uh, oh, yeah. That was coming. God damn it! <laughs> thank, thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, so I just started to um, the 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 thing about when you get swarmed by bees is they're so small that you don't really realize it at first because they're just far enough apart from each other that it's not like the big cloud of smoke like you first think it is. They're all kind of in individual. So um, the first sting that I felt was on my leg and I looked down and my leg was covered in bees. And when uh-huh. I say covered in bees, I don't mean like there was like a lot of bees and like on my jeans. I mean, my leg, like I was wearing bees, like uh-huh. my leg was moving with hundreds of bees that had swarmed onto a spot. I had wandered up on a nest with a weed eater and I had pissed them off so much that they had literally covered me up. So then, um, typically when you start getting stung by a bunch of bees at the same time, you, uh, you, uh, tend to freak the fuck out. So, uh, I dropped the weed eater and I started to run and this ranch is very, very big. So there's nobody like around me. So I'm just swatting at nothing, just waving my arms, rolling around, trying to stop, drop and roll. The bees will hang on to you just fine. Uh, thankfully I was wearing, um, uh, jeans, but I'm still wearing these bees. They're also, I look over, over my shoulder, they're all down my back and they're starting to get in through the seams of my clothes, trying to sting at me. One of the ranch hands pulls up and, uh, the only thing that he has in his truck is a fire extinguisher. And he's like, Hey, uh, I don't know if I can do that. I'm like, you do it right now. You spray me down with that. thing." <laughs> so he just starts spraying me with this thing. And I have long hair, so they're all caught up in my hair. So I'm literally like popping myself in the head, killing bees. So there's bug guts all in my hair while I'm trying to get these things off of me. And um, we finally get them all, all situated out. First thing I uh, did was I did pull a uh, solid snake uh, kind of thing where I pulled out my uh, pipe tobacco, spit on it, and just started rubbing it into all of my wounds. Uh, that's No, because that's like one – if you're ever stung by um, – wasps or bees or bitten by spiders if you have a uh, any kind of tobacco on you uh spit on it get it wet and then rub it in it helps to 
neutralize the uh, venom. So, hmm. yeah, a lot of folks don't know that, which did help a lot. But um, because I was at work when this happened, um, I, uh, I I had to go and visit HR before they could send me to the clinic to get looked at to make sure I wasn't going to die. So that's when Mike referenced the uh, picture that I drew where it's like, what what Stick were you doing fingers. at the time of of the of, you know, of the uh if I remember what right, called the incidents, but I just drew a stick figure of of <laughs> myself running, yelling "Ah, bees!" <laughs> like it's like we're like what like 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 what were you doing? Where are you hurt? And I'm like fucking everywhere because I mean, you, it, when you're stung by one bee, it hurts in just that one spot. But when you get stung by a lot of bees, uh, your blood will basically try to spread it all out and neutralize all of the venom. Um, so your whole body will just feel like it's on fire from underneath your skin. It is incredibly hot and painful, and it just feels like acid. As a bit of a, a TMI, um, <laughs> everything that left my body for the next 24 hours smelled like battery acid. So just do with that information what you want to. As your <laughs> liver excretes all of the sweat and everything else out of out of your body, uh, it just it smells like poison. It is the worst. <laughs> I reeked. So then I get there and they make me take a drug test. As if now I get that if you're hurt at work and you fall down the stairs or or you crash a work truck or something, you have to take a a a drug test because if you're high, then it's your fault. If anything, me being high would have made it better. <laughs> Cause I don't, I don't do any of that. But if I had been, you would have probably like, I would have been a lot more calm getting stung, uh, which, which by the way, the total number of stings that I found on my body was 65 at the same time, <sighs> 65 bees at the same time. If I'd have been drunk, I probably could have just stopped and like chilled out and the bees would have just worn, you know, and I could have just brushed them off very gently. You could have became yeah. the pain. Oh, man, the superpowers. Uh, my superpowers were smelling awful and uh, throwing up a lot. So <laughs> you could do I don't know whether or not I'm going to use that for good or evil or how that's going to play out. So, uh, yeah, if you ever get the chance to be stung by 65 bees at the same time, I would uh, I, I would go ahead and pass on that. Okay. I don't want to become the pain. No, I would not recommend Smell. it. I'll, although he is very uh, flam flamboyant. He does like to dance and and um, show off all of his very nice bullet bees. He seems like a really, really sweet and uh, and uh, flam flamboyantly nice man. If it wasn't for him trying to murder Snake, <laughs> Tommy Gun, I Tommy, hate yeah, him. He announces <laughs> so much. Him. Just, just stay in the water. Just dive in. I mean, that's what I did. And I guess yeah. I had forgotten how short this game is when you don't watch the cutscenes because it's like <laughs> right after you fight the pain, where you fight two bosses in a row, pretty much, you're running down into the woods again. You go by like some random little warehouse thing in the middle of nowhere. Where like one thing cool about this game is you, they enemies will have like ammo depots and food depots. And I wasn't gonna do this at first, but Mike had made a comment <laughs> where you can put TNT in the room, blow up the TNT, and then when they when you walk by here, oh, I'm also hungry. Yeah. Right, yeah. good stuff. So they're so the guards are dumber. And that's like oh, that's awesome. what Cody was saying earlier about the poison food. You can throw it down, and they'll run up and eat it, and just immediately just yak their yep. their uh, guts out. But they but they just eat food they find on the ground. Although now yeah. that I'm although although now that I, I mean I do that too. <laughs> like 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 not in real life, but I mean in the game, you're just like eating whatever spiders and stuff you find on the ground. So yeah. I guess no one in this world's that smart. But yeah, they'll just find. Random rations and just scarf them down. 
or straight up poison food and just instantly die from it. Poison dart frog sounds delicious. Oh, kill them? <laughs> oh yeah. As well as oh yeah, like dart frogs. Well, yeah. Capturing the venomous animals live and then throwing them You're at just them, chucking it at them. It's so <laughs> it's great. So awesome. <laughs> Actually, see them wrestling with the snake, and then I've they never, die. Poison. I've never done any of that. Oh, it's so much fun! Oh, that's dude, that's what's is... so impressive about this game. Is there's so much stuff going on in this game that you can do that every playthrough can be different. Like all three of our playthroughs are so were vastly different, and your other and your five playthroughs before this episode were vastly different too. Mm-hmm. Right, achievement hunting, right? Yes, I got all the achievements for this. Well, for Metal Gear Solid Three through the Should HD. Should I just call collection. you manual? No. Okay. Because I'm not going through to get all the ones from Metal Gear Solid 2. And there's probably stuff that nobody's found out, right? No, probably. I doubt it at this point. Like, I, I don't know. I know somebody uh, figured out you could throw a frog at at a Volgan and he'll just freak out because he just hates <laughs> frogs. And it's never mentioned, but he's like afraid of frogs or something. Yeah, huh. but like, but but like, how how many versions of that? Like, is there something that there's some combination of things that like somebody hasn't found yet? Oh, and it's after you get done with this little part that I just like because it's there. You go to like your first like lab type, which is called Grainy Gorky, which mm-hmm. it's not there's not a whole lot to say other than you get a lab, you get a scientist outfit, you can disguise yourself, and only the scientists will figure out. Hey, wait a second, you're not one of us. Which is also like the dumbest thing because he's still wearing like his like <laughs> head, head, headband, and he's like, but he's like Running. wearing glasses, but he's got like like this like overgrown jungle beard. You're like, that is the worst disguise. Like, not even wearing a mask, just the worst disguise. Well, he's got glasses on. If Superman taught us anything, they'll think you're a totally different person. Oh, yeah. This nerd looks like he does. Let him go, I guess. Is (laughs) this where you get the the knockout SIGs, too? Yes, if you don't miss it like me. Yeah. Totally. So much fun to do that. I am. Mm-hmm. I wanted them because I would have used them for later on in the game, but I missed them here. But also, this is where you have a very important story beat that Mike did not see at all, where you run into some idiot scientist who works for the Russians who is building a thing called Metal Gear Rex, but the but Vulcan's is not interested in it, and he even has like a little diorama of diorama of Metal Gear Rex in the corner. He's like, I I sent it to a guy in America. Like I'm like, oh, you betrayed <laughs> your country. Okay, but it's essentially Ocelot's grandfather, I think, or father. Can't or no father because Otto- grandfather built the new Otacon or Ocelot. You said Otacon, uh, Otacon. Okay. Sorry. Okay, because I was like Ocelot's dad was the no, I'm, psychic, the sorry. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm combining O's with O's. I would I don't even know who Otacon is, so that's yeah. yeah. It's so, okay. I mean that that would have uh, I'll confuse me too. I'm sure. <laughs> you like Japanese anime? It's one. It's a ninja like one of my animes. That's Otacon. Oh he pays himself. Yeah. Oh my god! He will do pee himself in this. His game, claim but. to fame is paying himself. Wait, so, uh, so does the guy that built Metal Gear Rex? Is there any reason that he gives for that other than he's just like rip snort drunk? Uh, he's just trying to make a weapon, but he doesn't finish it. He but, but he just no. gave it away. I I yep. don't know why. Yeah, he just betrays his country because he's just a mean drunk. Is but also, it doesn't get built until the '90s, so or I think the '90s, early 2000s. So it, it takes, takes a, a minute. Time. Yeah, like, I think it was just them trying to like bridge the gap between this game and Metal Gear Solid One. It's a cool little scene that doesn't, and he makes comment goes, "Nice shoes." Oh, thank you for noticing. Which plays a part later because the shoes were given by Tatiana. Oh, that's another part that always amused me. Where when you Ava is hiding herself as a girl called Tatiana, which is inside the crew with Volgan and all the other all the other idiots, and they don't. They, they, they're they like, oh, she's Sokolov's lover. They keep saying, I'm just like, what the fuck? Because Sokolov is this nerdy scientist, who's, and he's like, that's not my lover. That's Volgan's lover. Like, 
I always, I always thought that was stupid. Couldn't they just say she was somebody that was there and they just took her hostage because why yeah, not? I don't know why this whole yeah that Sheesh. confused me too because they're like Sokolov doesn't have a lover. He's a family man. Well, she's sure not Volgan's lover. No, so but then they try <laughs> that. Yeah. That, okay, we're, we'll get there. There's some dark shit, but we'll get there. So after you end up doing the shit with the grainy Gorky and you leave again, you fight. For me, it was one of the worst boss fights I've, I've fought in a while. You fight the fear, which is the guy <laughs> we were talking about. He looks like a fucking spider. He like breaks his arms or dislocates his arm when you fight when you first see him and he runs up a tree backwards or something stupid. I hate the fear. Yeah. Him, well, he got some of the most unnecessary surgery I've ever seen in my life. I don't know why that gives him a tactical advantage. Like, can he see better with those uh, with those snake eyes and that tongue that's not even like long enough to do anything other than just <laughs> make him make him fun at certain parties? He's a spider, uh, I guess. I, I yeah. Like, it's I'm first... not really afraid of that. I mean, I mean, there's a difference between ah. I'm First, afraid of the fact of that it. he camouflages a lot, and I can't see him when you're. Tr- and I'm trying to shoot him, and I can't see anything. And he thermal hits me goggles, the yeah, my... so Did you not get the thermal, thermal goggles? goggles? No, they're that involves the... they're searching That's for why... things. I was speed running. The they're game not that far out yeah, of the way. Yeah, I feel like I didn't even have to like look for him. I feel like I just kind of found him. I think you underestimate when the way I played this game. This place. <laughs> that, <laughs> he was. Uh, he was that little running. warehouse that you walk through to, right before you get to there. They're in yeah. that. Oh, I, yeah, so I, I, so I just assumed that was, yeah, that, that was what they were for was that fight. Otherwise, shooting with your, trying to hit him with an, I went through 300 rounds or two, yeah, of my AK-47, oh, and geez. I didn't kill him because I just kept missing oh. all the time. I was just shooting the trees trying to find him. Not fun. Shotgun. <laughs> uh, thermal goggles, time. bad food, and AK-47. But that's, that's what's so cool. There's so many different ways to do it. Like, it's a cool fight. I just don't like the fact that he shoots you with poison arrows and that you have to go and heal yourself. Oh, and... oh okay, okay. So let me let, <sighs> let me bring this up because I am the resident animal guy, right? He he coats his his arrow with the venom of the uh, Brazilian wandering spider, which he tells you all of the side effects. He's like, oh, you're going to stop breathing and then and – then, and then your heart will stop. He doesn't mention what I think is the most interesting side effect of that type of spider venom, which is very severe and sudden uh, priapism, if you know that. Nope. <laughs> if you have an erection lasting more than three hours, please go and see your doctor. That is priapism. <laughs> uh, and that is a real thing. You can look that up right now. I'm not just saying that as a goo. If, if you get bitten by a... Wondering spider, you will stand up and you will not sit back down until you're dead. Oh, jeez! Just a little fun fact for you. And I feel like that he picked that on purpose, but just didn't bring that up. Like, like a like, like the guy that made this game that puts his name over everything. All of those snakes. Like every time one of those snakes uh, went by, it was the name Hideo. Uh, you, so I will no. never forget that name now. Who who is definitely getting a life sentence in horny jail? There is no way he did not know that the wandering spider's venom will give you like a three hour boner, right? Mm, Entirely sure possible because the the fact that they specify what kind of venom it is like makes that was made pretty much just for me playing this game seventeen years after it came out. <laughs> And just watching that and going, ha, <laughs> Okay, because I, I, I did not know that before. Yeah, so. that's, I mean, I mean, that's one of those little known facts. But yeah, you can totally look look that up. That is that is a real thing. I don't want to, but I trust no. <laughs> you. Take a word for it. And then you, another thing is kind of like, it does this twice where you have like a very small area after you fight the 
the fear, and then you get and you're running through more jungle, and you get to the end. And the end is this supposed to be cool in quotations boss, where you're fighting this old guy that's been saving all his energy for one last fight, which you can kill him early in the game. Completely stick, skip this fight if you snipe him at one point during the, after a cutscene. Yep. Yeah, for that too. I I never done it. I've tried. and I've never been able to get it to work. Cause I it was this. one that I had to save right before it and try it several times to get it to work. I knew I could, but I didn't want to try because I wanted to do it the way that it was meant to be done. In the same way that I knew you could like skip it forward a week or whatever, and he would just mm-hmm. die a little bit. Like yeah. I didn't want to do that because I wanted to do it like the right way, playing it this way. Uh, although I don't know if there is even a a right way to do anything in this game, but yeah, I I I have a very funny story for that fight, but. I, I can let you guys go go first because okay. I am curious for how for how you fought the end. I put on my I unhooked I took off my easy gun, let him see me shoot at me, put back on my easy <laughs> gun, run up to where he was, and shoot his ass and repeat. As far as I can tell, he always starts in the same spot, like on the ridge in front of you. So I had the whatever gun I was using. I think I had the the sniper rifle that you get from that little warehouse. So I knew where he was. I just unloaded on him. And then I go into the next screen to get up to where he was. And you can follow his footprints with the the uh, thermal scope. And just followed him and finished the fight <laughs> the second place he was. Okay. Okay, yeah, so now I don't feel so weird then. Yeah. It's not shit. No, I feel like, because this game, I feel like it's supposed to be like, this is like the ultimate sniper duel. And you have to crawl on your it's belly healthy. for a week and like... yeah. And like pick him off and find his parrot and do this whole crazy thing. That's and, how it was built in right. 2004. And that's, and that's kind of how it was back then. But And if you want the his camo, you have to like sneak up on him and hold him up three times. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I uh, just kind of figured out because I tried to do it the way I thought the game wanted me to do it, which was the sniper duel thing. And then that old man was really, really fast, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, like that old timer can book it. So I, yeah, I figured out I could see where his footprints are. So I could kind of see generally where he was going to be based on, on those footprints. So I just pulled out that belt fed uh, machine gun and, and just YOLO'd the fuck out of the jungle until he keeled over like i don't know if that's how it's supposed to be done you, you, you can sit in the same spot and just wait for him to die too because he'll die eventually also he'll run out of stamina oh really just waiting uh, like, like, that's what i did i would shoot him lose him and watch the stamina slowly tick down he doesn't try to eat anything the same way that uh no not like the fear okay because i know he would just immediately get stuff as, as soon as his stamina went down but yeah i, I Again, like like winning that fight, I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed if I was if it was supposed to be this uncomplicated to win. It's like, oh, he's the father of all snipers and he can kill you from six miles away and the jungle is his home. And like, no, just uh, just do like Schwarzenegger or or, or just like uh, Stallone, uh, Jesse Ventura from <laughs> Predator. Yeah. With that, with oh, that, former with governor. that. Yeah. With that, like minigun just tearing up the jungle. That's sort of what I did with it. <laughs> Yeah, I finished that in about four minutes, so... You did it the right way, then, because it took me a lot longer than that, and I was getting irritated. <laughs> did anyone else kill and then promptly eat his parrot? Well, yeah, I obviously. <laughs> I, I ate everything in this game. I killed everything. I did not. I, I, I know you can, but I had no interest in doing it. <laughs> He's like, what have you done? You killed my bird. <laughs> My bad, dude. It's part of the game. Uh, and then you get what well, some people consider a boss fight. I I, I like this part because right after you beat the end is when you start climbing up this giant giant ladder up into the mountains, and they play the whole like they play a bunch of that snake eater song. 
which took yeah. like three minutes. Which yeah, I, I like this part. I don't know like, why, but I love the do, 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 do. and you're hearing, I'm still in love with a snake eater. <laughs> like, I just, I love this. Or I'm still in a I dream. love that song so much. This this game is so full of just the best kinds of cheese. It's a Bond <laughs> song. Like, if you watch the opening, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a Bond no, movie. With like, with like snakes swimming, you know, with, with all of the scenes sort of showing what's going to happen and the snake skeletons. Yeah, no, they, it is total James Bond movie. It's awesome. But that, but that latter scene was almost like the intermission for the game itself, because I feel like that was about halfway. Yeah, it's about halfway. Looking and at, it, I have a guide pulled up. Yeah, and it's like this crazy fight with the uh, oh, with the end that I guess you would have spent hours doing, and you're like sweating it out, and you finally, you know, is the way most people played it, and then it just sort of gives you this like thing of like you're gonna take a breath because after this, it's gonna be fairly intense for the rest yeah. of the I, game. I fucked up in this next part. When you're up in the mountains running around, for some stupid reason, I thought it would be a good idea to get in the turret and start shooting a helicopter. I don't know why <laughs> I thought it would be a good idea. And then everything everything went to alert, and I'm like, hmm, why did I do that? Can you even get in that turret? Because I <laughs> yeah, kept trying to... Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. I couldn't figure out which button to do to even... Try so I just, oh, well, I was playing on the Xbox, so probably I was why. why. Yeah, okay, why. yeah. Because I kept pressing buttons right? next to it. I couldn't figure it out. Right, Mike? Yeah. So I, I think I ended up shooting that down with the R, with the RPG. I you do get I, you do get a rocket launcher and stuff. Like I, yeah, I don't. Like, there's no point. Like you don't need to. I could easily just ran up the hill. But for some reason, I just wanted to shoot down the freaking helicopter. Well, that's what video games have kind of taught us to do. If there's a helicopter flying over you, it's it's got to crash at some point. Helicopters just in video games, like I. Don't think that I've ever seen a helicopter make it to the end of a video game ever. <laughs> they uh, they either crash right as as the game starts, or they get Half Life two'd and uh, and they blow up in a beautiful blaze of glory. I wish I knew what you were talking about when you say Half Life two. I oh, I... have you have have oh uh, oh oh it's it's never played Half Life one or two. Oh, it's just some little known oh, wow. indie game. No one's ever played that. Yeah, it's one of those games that's yeah. really been lacking. That was actually supposed to be on the show. Half-Life 1 was, but then... See, the, it's the just like changed. me. Never playing any of the Metal Gear games. This is you with Half-Life. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I played a little bit of Half-Life 1, but I just never got far someday. Oh, okay, you so. can finish Half, Half-Life 2 in like a long weekend. It's, <laughs> some, it's really not some. bad. Well, if you don't record a three-hour podcast, maybe, but... Yeah, well. <sighs> well, Gravity Gun's pretty fun too. Definitely, definitely give that a try someday. It's it's definitely something that's going to happen in the show at some point when I run out of other stuff that I want to put on the show. But it's <laughs> on my list. It's like I need to play it someday. But oh, yeah. so after you get after you run through the mountains, you run into Ava again, and this is kind of a scene where it shows a little bit more like what Vulgan's doing to her because this is when I think when he sees her scars on her back and he's and this is when she's like Vulgan's a um, masochist or what? Where, no, not masochist. The other sadist, 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 yeah, because he matches if you, if you like the beating. Yeah, he just, yeah, I mean, he just tortures the hell out of her when he's a psychopath. I don't like oh, that. So that one scar she had that she kept a, a secret is that is that where she had like a a transmitter put in or something like that? I can't remember what the story is with that. I don't remember if I knew or not. It, it's probably somewhere else or somewhere in the fiction. I'm sure it's somewhere in the fiction. It's not like it was done by accident. I mean, it's there. Like, it I looked at the Wikipedia a little bit, and there's so much lore to this that it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, so Ava comes back in the series way later, which I'm not going to talk about, but she does come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't really explain it because I don't remember. I just know she was there. <laughs> it's in four. Yeah. At four is completely a blur. 
Like I know, I know the game happens. I know you're old. I know you're in London. I know you're on a boat in the end. That is all I remember of that game. I remember nothing else but Raiden being a ninja. <laughs> so someday we'll get there. But so it, it it's kind of like and this is also when you find out you have to go to Grozny Grad, which is this giant fortress that he built that he launched a nuke not very far away from. But mindless to say, which kind of bothers me a little bit. But the whole idea is that you have to get the Grozny Grad because you're still trying to get Sokolov out and you're trying to stop the Shagohod. I think you might find out. I think you know you hear about it throughout the game. The Shagohod is essentially their version of a Metal Gear in the 60s, even though, in my opinion, the Shagohod is better than Metal Gear Rex. But hey, who's who's talking here? Oh, that thing was was pretty it's better than Rex. Rex okay. is not that good. Now, now, Ray, on the other hand, Metal Gear Ray is a fucking badass machine, but Rex is not. I know you don't know what I'm talking about, but it's okay. No, I have no clue what any of this is. <laughs> I just know that that giant too. tank was uh, was uh, was uh, pretty rad. A Rex is a giant. It's the bipedal tank that you see in the little sculpture in the room. It's essentially it can launch nukes, but it can walk on two feet. Uh, Ray is the same thing, but it's more maneuverable. It can go underwater and launch a nuke from anywhere underwater and go right back on the on land. That's what Ray is. Hmm. Ray's from two, but we'll get there sometime. Uh, so. Everything like getting like everything with Ava is interesting, but I think this is kind of where she's more playing him too. Like I, I the way I take it is that she's starting to kind of get him more and more warped into what she's up to and kind of manipulating him a little bit, even though because she needs his help to get you know to find out because she's after the philosopher's legacy, which he doesn't really know. He thinks she's just there to help him because she defected from America, which she didn't. She defected from China, mm-hmm. but she didn't even defect from China. She's a triple or double or whatever agent fake. I don't know. And it's. During the tunnel on your way to Grozny Grad, or is it some point when you're in Grozny Grad or something, you, you end up running into the Fury in a tunnel, which this fight's, I like this fight, even though I got really irritated. Like, I love the Fury so much. He's so great. I, I tranked him because I wanted his, just because I could. No, oh, I love, get, apparently I love what a box yeah. in your fire, huh. I found out. Wait, it's a, it's a <laughs> fireproof cardboard box? No, the box is just fireproof because the game is just glitchy like that, where if oh, you go wow, put a okay. box on, you won't take any fire damage. Huh. Whatever. No, I thought no, I thought he was he was great. That was maybe my favorite boss fight of that whole game. Yeah, I, he look he does look cool and he's kind of fun to fight. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, take it back. He probably was my favorite fight in this game. This fight. Yeah. He's the only cobra that's kind of cool even though he doesn't really show up in the intro of the cobras. No, I definitely no, I, and and that's what I found very interesting about him is that I feel like you got a lot of backstory in like 30 seconds worth of exposition that he gave i had no idea who this guy was i think he got mentioned once where they're like oh only the fury is left and then he shows up and he's like i went to space and i'm crazy i'm gonna set you (laughs) on fire i can fly and that's all that you need and you kind of get it and then his mask blows off and he's like covered in flames and i'm like oh no this guy is like what i know of this guy is i i like like what little bit i've i've uh, seen is the absolute a pinnacle of, of, of show not not tell. And he's <laughs> the only one who, who who I don't think had magic powers, right? Un, until he died. Eh, not really. He's the just rest. like an astronaut, or he's just like a, uh, a spaceman with a flamethrower. Yeah, it makes more sense. Like, I'm I'm okay with him, with the Fury. He's not. He's fine. And when you get in the Grozny Grad, I think that's another part that's kind of, like, you actually get to do more stealth. Because in Grozny Grad, once you run around the parking lot and you get into the actual building, your whole goal is to end up finding Rykov, which is essentially just Raiden. Yeah, he's just... Solid too. Yeah. For, I, I like Raiden a lot. I don't really care for this part where you have to go find this guy who looks just like Raiden. He's wearing a thong. 
Yeah, drag his ass into a locker and lock him up, and then you take his outfit. And he's like also definitely one hundred percent like banging Vulcan, right? That yes. was pretty heavily implied. Yeah, yeah. Vulcan, okay. Vulcan's bisexual essentially. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was just full on gay. But oh well, he sleeps with he's sleeping with Tatiana too. I'm assuming. Oh oh oh! I thought like he was definitely not her. I, well, I th- I I thought he was just like a sadist for her, and I thought he was gay. I think for... he's sleeping with her too. I'm assuming. I mean, he might. I I just thought he more just enjoyed that part. Of, like torturing people, but so weird though. Like where you have to. I mean, not even the train. The train him is fine. Taking his clothes is fine. The thong is stupid, but that's fine. But the part when after you change into when you. One, you kind of randomly have a mask, which I, I think is stupid, how you just randomly have happen to have this guy's mask that looks just like him. And you have it during the Virtuous mission. And you, you can have like, it. put it on, and they'll like tell you stuff about it. They're like, I don't like that mask. And he's like, I think folks will like it. And he's like, trust me, everybody hates that mask. I'm like, this it's is probably... depends on what you pick in the beginning. When they ask you, I like Metal Gear 2, 1, 2, or 3, that's what affects it. Oh, does it? I think, I don't even remember if what you I picked. Pick- do, you, do you get a different mask? No, you don't get any. If you say I like Metal Gear Solid 1, you don't get anything. If you say I like Metal Gear Solid 2, you start off wearing the Raiden mask. If you say I like 3, it's just in your inventory. Okay, you I think I said extra, I like Yeah. You get extra camos if you pick 3. Oh, yeah. I picked 3. Yeah, and so it was just in your inventory. Otherwise, you're supposed to find it at the base. But, like, the part when you put it on, you go and get the so- where Sokolov's at. And, like, when Volgan comes in there, he grabs you by the balls. And he's like, well, you're not him. And I'm just like, did they really have to do it that way? Yeah, because it's Stupid. Kojima. Yeah, no, he's not. He's a lot of things, but it's definitely not subtle. It's just a part I could have done without. I know it's Kojima being Kojima, but I could have done without it. Yeah, well. And then eh. you get one of the worst scenes in the game that just, that, I mean, Mike doesn't know what I'm talking about because he skipped it, but I'm sure you saw it one time. You have the torture scene. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you can't skip that. Oh, you, oh, oh yeah. Cause part, you can skip part of it, though, I think. Okay, so here's another thing about the movies, uh, because because this 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 did happen here. I don't think I've ever played a game where the cutscenes are so long that it gives you the option to save in the middle of the cutscenes. Because <laughs> I feel like there there are several uh, parts of this game where like the cutscenes are over half an hour long. Oh yeah, and like it'll and and I feel like this one was closer to like forty minutes, right? It was like a little movie. It's a long part of the whole torture scene where they like they think they put water on him. Vulcan's just punching the hell out of him. They have a black bag on his face. Like there's the first part, you can't even see anything. You just hear somebody getting beaten in the room with you. Yeah, I and think like it's and, of. and like yeah. that person dies. He's like, well, you're dead. Hopefully you he, are. Like hopefully you do better, Snake. He kills Sokolov because they don't. The Shagahad is mostly or Shagahad is mostly built. So they don't need Sokolov anymore, so he doesn't care. Plus he's crazy. Well, and I think they were they were planning to kill all of the scientists once it was done anyway. Well, he knows there's a mole somewhere, and he thinks that it's whoever he's beating up when it's Tatiana. Yeah, yeah he thinks at first it's that other scientist who had the Metal Gear Rex guy. Then he thinks it's Sokolov. Then he, yeah, he doesn't put it together that it's Tatiana. I think, uh, God, Ocelot does put Ocelot. it together because yeah, he grabs cause... her boobs at one point earlier in the game. There's so... a woman. Everybody grabs her her boobs in this, except yeah. I, ironically for Snake, like Vulcan does. <laughs> like the yeah, the the o- only one that she wants to grab her boobs will not grab her boobs. Yeah, Ocelot figures out because he can smell motorcycle fuel on her. You know that very a specific motorcycle fuel. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know 
That's, I mean, it was, that was just kind of dumb. But, it, uh, you know, I take it with a grain of salt at this point. No, I love all of this. I'm not saying any of this as like a negative. This is um, an amazing amount of cheese and camp, and I was 100% here for it. This is better than most James Bond films that I've seen. <laughs> <sighs> you might not have seen very many then. <laughs> I mean, this is a good game. I'm, I don't no, want to get no, no, it, I just it really is, like but I love, I love uh, when uh, like spy fiction takes more of the Watchmen, Austin Powers kind of way of doing things where it just totally hangs a uh, lampshade on all of it. And this felt like if the room like had or if if like James Bond had its own version of like Tommy Wiseau's other <laughs> other room. That's not the first time that 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 movie's been referenced on here. Oh, I am sure there I, there's lots of fiction that I think it would be very uh apt for. Never watched it and I don't ever want to, but I'm aware <laughs> of it. It's good. You should watch it uh, <sighs> uh while uh doing uh ver- certain different kinds of substances. It is it is <laughs> It's very fun to watch uh, when you are uh, stoned, or so I've heard. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I've never, I don't know. <laughs> and like everything with the torture scene, like I do not enjoy this. Like I, I didn't skip it. I watched it, but man, is it bad? Like they end up getting his eye blown out at one point too. Yeah, well, it's like shot. Oh, <laughs> grazes his eye. Yeah, because he's gonna kill Tatiana, and I mean, there, it's it gets really like very triple crossing here at this point. Like a yeah. lot of stuff is going on that they don't really explain. And and also, how did not everybody give themselves away during this? Because I feel like if you're trying to uh, search out somebody who's not loyal to you, it would be anybody who didn't want to take out Snake's eyes. Yeah, the boss didn't want to because the boss is really not not didn't defect. She's just there to get right. like. I think during the torture is it during the torture scene that he mentioned the philosopher's legacy or is that? Yeah, he was like just telling all of, all of his exposition where he's like snake you uh you want to know where the philosophers doohickey is and you want to know where all of the billions of dollars are hidden and and me watching this i'm like i don't know about any of this but i don't think you're supposed to be telling me that i didn't you are giving away all of your information completely un unprompted you better hope i do not escape from this yeah it was kind of i mean i guess he's i know about your big stupid tank that's all i know about (laughs) I mean, he didn't realize he was really sent for the Philosopher's Legacy, but it's right after when he gets his eye shot out, I guess that's what breaks up the tortures. And they're like, okay, we're done. He lost an eye. All right, we're all done. Put away the guns, guys. Like, we're it kind of a little too dangerous now. Like, you think they would have just not cared as much as they do. Let's just leave one, oh, one by one and leave the person that we uh, might suspect being a spy uh, Yeah, why do you just last? leave Tatiana in there and then you have uh, the boss who stabs you in the back to put the tracker on you and then shoots you in the leg <laughs> and then gives you the gun like here you go uh. yeah they did not they, they uh yeah the, uh, people make a lot of very like Vulcan makes a lot of very questionable choices here again I, I and he didn't kill Snake here because if he had killed Snake here then it would have been the end of the game like, that's the only reason that he didn't do that. Pretty much. I mean, he should have did it. He is, I mean, like, he is He is a mustache-twirling James Bond villain. And he fully, like, I, I mean, they're fully putting, like, a lampshade on, on all of that. He, he expositions, he leaves his heroes alone so they can escape. It's like all of the uh, classics, right? 
Yeah, and this is, and I think one interesting, like, after you finish the torture, the torture chamber, and they throw you in the cell, there's multiple ways to get out of this room. Like during the torture scene, you can hit R one. You'll see the sorrow holding up a sign with mm-hmm. a frequency. I think tells you to unlock the door. I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's different ways you can take the death pill, and that which is what one of the things I think. God, what the hell? Is this? Oh, one of the things that the boss puts on you that you can then take the death pill, take the fake death pill, take the revival pill, get up, punch the guard, run out. Like there's multiple ways to do this part, which I think are very cool. Here's my favorite way: is is that if you go in, okay, you're thinking of of that same thing, right? If you yeah. if you go into the viewer and you just spin it, spin the <laughs> camera around, it'll it'll make him throw up because he gets motion sickness in the menu, and then come out of it and he'll puke and they'll open. Okay. You know, you get the best the best weapon in the game in the cell. You get the fork. Oh, the fork. <laughs> Love that thing. Because doesn't it eat animals for you if you hit yeah. them? Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I never used it. Yeah, it's, I uh, never it's will. pretty great. And yeah. also... Oh, sorry, keep going. Because at this point, you lost all your equipment, so you can't even go into your food menu to eat stuff, <clears throat> I think. Or you can't go into your backpack. I all you have sure. is the rat that they give yeah. you. Or the bat. They give you a bat, the which bat. I have laughed. Yeah. Which, uh, did you go into the radio and ask about bats the first time no. that you saw them? Of course not. No. That is the funniest thing in the entire game. Okay, so if you call paramedic, because every, every, every time that you find an animal in the game, if 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 you go in and, and, and ask her, the big running joke with her is, what, what is this like? animal biz yeah. and, and like how does it taste? So when you go in with vampire bats... Uh, she'll uh, she'll go. Uh, she she will talk about uh, like Dracula movies and and like Snake will be no stop. Don't talk about vampire movies. Why you don't like vampire? No one likes vampire movies. Are you afraid of vampires, Snake? No, I just I just have dreams about them and I don't I don't I don't like to have dreams about vampires. I'm not scared of them. Okay, Snake. Really, I'm not afraid of vampire. Like it's the funniest thing in the entire game, and you would never find it. Unless you just happen to call her at the same time that you saw a a vampire bat. If you, so, uh, yeah. If if you save while you're in the cell, you know you mentioned earlier she always yeah. talks about movies. Yeah. At that particular moment, she talks about Dracula. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and then yes, he gets upset about. Yeah, and he <laughs> talks about having those nightmares. If yes. you turn the game off and turn it back on. You actually play this little mini game that's supposed to be Snake's nightmare of him going around killing a bunch of guys. Oh my god, I had no idea. Yeah, it's with not in the HD version. Yeah, they though. took oh, it out of okay. the HD version. I was so pissed. Like, I'm like, like, why didn't it vampires? load up? Did, did I do it wrong? And then you go through that and you call Sigit, who we have not talked about yet. He's the the weapon specialist. He doesn't matter. Yeah, Sigit, he has this long tirade about a nightmare he had of a. Uh, Tank made out of shit that would shoot things and turn them into shit. It's hilarious. <laughs> See, there's Good so stuff. much stuff that you would never find out unless you did it at very specific times. Yeah. My only question is, Great. why does he have his radio? If you're going to throw a guy in a cell, wouldn't you take his radio? Oh, it's probably like embedded somewhere. I don't it's not. It's on no, his chest. No, because Ava oh, yeah. pulls it off of him and throws it in in the fire. It's not like in 1 and 2 where it's a codec in his ear. You yeah. can't have really rip it off. Huh. No, it's like on his on his on his chest. Yeah. So that's yeah, it's an odd thing. And then I do like the the whole escaping, like when you get out of the cell and you're running through the and everyone's after you and you have no equipment and you end up running into the sewer and you jump off the waterfall like fugitive. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's that's fun. 
I hate this part because they take away all my infinite ammo stuff. So I just I got a fork. Yeah, it's which, annoying. Which I forgot that 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 I had that thing in my back because I. Oh, yeah, I just the transmitter about the transmitter thing. So I got all the way underneath the waterfall. Uh, 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 did y'all have Ava pull that thing out of you? <laughs> I've, I've I've seen the scene. I actually watched it before it's we recorded this because I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's just it wrestling. Cuts, it's great. Yep, it cuts to their WWE. shadows on the cave wall, and they're doing different wrestling moves on each other. It's pretty funny. And she's like, "It's small but effective." And he goes, <laughs> "Yeah." That's what they tell me. I'm like, you <laughs> balk, man. You're going to horny jail. Stop doing yeah, this. No. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, he's kind of odd. <laughs> a little bit. <sighs> but then after you wake up, when, when you you know wake up in the river, then you get a weird boss fight, to, which isn't really a boss fight. You just have to survive when you fight the sorrow. Which just fight felt it pretty easy. Mine was short. It just had a couple bosses, and I just okay. walked along, and there weren't many dead people. Yeah, I didn't. I think I killed four people up to this point because <laughs> uh, my uh, my strategy was just to go up and just uh, uh, karate chop people rather than like shoot them. So, so, I think so I, fortunately, I lost a lot of progress. Like the first time I sat down to play, I played up until the fear boss fight, and then saved it and quit. The next day, I went all the way up to the fury, and then. I was playing on the Xbox One, and my foot accidentally hit the power button, so I lost all that progress. Yikes. So I would have had way more dead people to wade through, but my Sorrow River was still just rife with bodies to avoid. (laughs) It was so many. I knew it was so cool that it can be different depending on how you play. Like the first time we, I saw that, I was really confused, and then later on, like, oh, it's affected on if you kill people or not. If you don't kill anyone, it's, it's a shorter walk. Even beyond that, like a lot of them are represented by the way that you kill them. If you go, if you go into CQC and slit their throats, some of them will be like, "Oh, my head feels like it's gonna fall off." Oh, they're like dope. holding their neck while the blood's spurting out. Pretty badass. If you kill someone, the mountain, and then have a buzzard eat at them, kill the buzzard, eat it. They will yell at you in the river saying that you ate them. <laughs> There's just so many little oh little touches. God. It's insane. I no it's idea. a really good game. That is so great. One of the I best Metal Gear games. I don't talk about this a lot because it doesn't come up very often, but I'm actually a, a Buddhist. And this is directly uh, part of the Buddhist afterlife. I don't know if y'all knew that or if y'all read that or anything, but mm-hmm. seeing it. Seven years is the best. Well, uh, well, it's uh, but this this is basically their version of the. I mean, this is not quite right, but it's their version of the river sticks, where like we're like we're we're like once you die, we believe that you have to atone for everything that you've done, and you have to sort of go back and see everything. So it's it was very interesting to me that there's no way that that wasn't pulled directly out of a Japanese. Uh, uh, Buddhism, and I did look it up. And sure enough, yeah, no, it was based straight off off of this thing, which um, I don't, I, I, I don't really see um, anything ever put it into video games uh, based off of that at all. So I, I really, uh, I, I really, really dug that. Uh, yeah, I wish that, uh, and, and I would love to see more video games do stuff like that because the, I, th- I think there's a lot of very, you know, I won't get very much into all of that because again, I, I, I feel weird bringing that up, but. But yeah, no, I was like, I marked out completely for that. I'm like, hey, that's the thing that I believe in. And it's in a 
video game and it's treated in a very what I thought was uh, a very respectful way while still being funny and in- interesting. So I this might have been my favorite part of the entire game was the That's boss fight with Asaro. Really cool. Hey, thanks. And I know yeah. you get the camouflage if you don't get hit by anything. Uh, yeah, oh. you, you just have to survive to the end. Which I'm embarrassed to say, I died or I died three times on this because I didn't so, know what I was supposed to do. I forgot quote unquote that I had died. In my tooth. I didn't have yeah. the thing in my like. I didn't know that I had that thing in my tooth because yeah, they hadn't brought it up since the since literally the very beginning of of the game. It's another trick. So yeah. I kept touching that skeleton at the very end, and I died. So I'm like, well, I got to restart. I obviously missed something. So the second time I got up to it and I'm like, I'm going to maneuver around the skeleton or I'm going to try to find a gun, and shoot the sorrow. And I accidentally touched the skeleton like and then it's like you died. I'm like, well, fuck, man, what am I going to do? So I looked up <laughs> online what to do. And they're like, oh, no, just bite down on the like, oh, yeah, that thing that I haven't thought about since like 12 hours ago. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, another, another Kojima thing where he likes to mess with the player like. One of the most famous examples, the original Metal Gear Solid, where you're fighting Psycho Manus and you have to, like, swap controller ports so he can't read your mind. Like, he loves this kind of stuff. Oh, it was it was brilliant. I loved it once I I saw that. But I'm like, oh, because it even gives you the whole option to quit or continue. And Mm -hmm. no, it was it was pretty brilliant. I felt dumb for not thinking of that. Like, I'm not even mad about him. Like, ah, that was that was pretty clever. I've beaten the game before, and when I played it again last year, the first time I had forgotten, I'm like, well, shit, I died. What am I supposed to do here? And like, I went through it a couple times before I remembered. It so, stuck Don't feel me. too bad. Nah. But I played this a lot. As a, I think, God, I wish I had... I know Rich could make... Rich, right, Rich was the one that I first saw this. I remember him getting mad at this, if I'm remembering correctly. When we first did, he couldn't figure out what the hell to do. So... <laughs> And then after that, this is you. You go through a stupid part where you're running around in the in the woods. You have to get to behind a waterfall. This is when you run into Ava again when they get a little closer, and he gets all his gear back. Which is, I mean, and then you go back to Groznygrad, which I feel like, why are you going back to the place that you know they try to kill you at? But you go there to blow up the Shagohod, and your whole idea is you're going to put C three on these four uh, fuel containers for the Shagohod, think or Shagohod, however the hell you're not to blow to blow up this thing, thinking that the explosion should take it out. Which spoiler alert doesn't work out so well. And you get one of the worst fights again. Vulcan I like the fight. sound of the C3 when you put it on the little, like, clink sound. I don't know. I don't remember making noise. I wasn't paying attention, though. I might but have had other things on. That's fine. Yeah, this, okay. this yeah. fight is dumb. It. I got so mad at this fight. Like, I died the first time. I couldn't, I couldn't hit him. I was getting angry because he's always in. And you have a timer and he's invincible a lot of this fight where you can't hit him he with is. bullets. Yeah, he is. Although, and I did find that that you had to put your uh, gun away or else the lightning would like be drawn to you. So I would, what I, what I would do is I would, uh, is I would drop the, or I would pull up the gun. It would make him shoot the lightning at me. I would immediately put the gun away, drop, drop down to prone. It would, it would pull off of me. And then I would just pull up the gun, shoot him from a prone. And I think I knocked him out in about a minute and a half doing that. Nice. I, I tried that strategy, failed a lot, and barely got it to work. But I'm glad it worked better for you. It was more of like a timing thing, I feel like. with yeah, I, I, I know that uh, that you can throw a frog at him, which is weird. And you can do like close quarters <laughs> combat. You can, you can throw glow caps down to absorb electricity. There's multiple. That's one thing cool huh. about this game. There's so well, many like different the ways. Like the mushrooms? Yep. Oh, that makes sense, because those do the batteries, right? 
Yep. So the, the, the oh, huh. that's uh, that's a great conversation with paramedic when you eat one. She's like, hey, I think I restored my battery. And she's like, she like leans away from the microphone. And she's like, he said I restored his battery. <laughs> uh, yeah, snake. Uh, OK. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I never I, I, I know when I played this game before, I would have listened to conversations. But anytime I played this game recently, I just skip everything because I just don't, yeah. I don't care. I, I know the good ones that are worth listening to. So I'll listen to those. But uh didn't do it for me but and then and then after you beat volgan they blow up the place or you run out you get on a you get on a motorcycle with ava you're blowing you're shooting people and somehow the shago hot survives even though you blew up four fuel containers right next to it it pulls up and he breaks out of the freaking garage and this is the part that got me where i'm like the shago hot is better than the rex because this thing can climb out the building it can climb just fine like a tank like it's fine like it's a better weapon yeah and the cutscenes of it him survives being you, oh yeah it, I like uh, this part. No, no, that was that was really fun with the whole motorcycle chase, and again with my a uh, trusty like M30, which was my go-to for any boss fight. Um, this is the point when I stopped caring about going non-lethal, and I just started murdering <laughs> everybody. It doesn't matter. At this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was no more sorrow, so I feel like I didn't need to really no, worry right. about it too much. There's nothing at this point you need to be worried about. It doesn't matter what you do after this because nothing else is going to affect. I mean, other than your, other than your, you know, ending ranking, that don't matter really. Yeah, achievements. Yeah, I'm not trying to. Oh, and 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 it was at this point, um, and I it was it, it took an embarrassingly long time for me to figure this out, but I had a crossbow bolt sticking through my neck, <laughs> and that it was during this fight. And I'm like, when did who had a crossbow? And then I looked back at it online, and it turns out back when you're fighting the fear, yes, like. 10 hours before this point, if he shoots you and you don't pull out the bolt, it just stays in your body the whole time. <laughs> so I thought snake was like smoking a cigar or something the whole time, but no, he had a bolt going like straight through his neck. And because I didn't fix it during that fight, he just had it for the entire game. That's kind of cool though. Yeah. I like, I, and it's, I think one of my playthroughs last year, I did the same thing where I just realized it was there and I never cleaned it. Or I got shot in the head at one point. When I went to Clear Street. It came sticking right out of his head. I fixed it, but it, he got shot. I got shot right, right straight in the head because I was underneath him trying to shoot him. I like even I I and then I, I like I, I like went back to see if it was like a uh, glitch or something like that. And like no, I think it was supposed to be done because uh, uh, folks online uh, call when you do that pin cushion snake. And you can uh, and you can apparently fit up to sixty four bolts on his body before it wow. start it stops. So there's people that play this game looking like a Resident Evil monster with like <laughs> bolts like sticking out of every bit of his body uh, for e- everything past the fear. And it took me up until the the Shogadoth. Is that how you say that? Yeah, f- the all the big fucking tank fight oh. until I noticed that there was literally one sticking straight through my neck like that monster from Thirteen Ghosts. <laughs> that's not a movie you hear about every day yeah that is that is what you call a deep cut much like a crossbow <laughs> bolt sticking through your neck <laughs> and like everything with like the whole the motorcycle chase is fun fighting the shago hot is all right like you have to you have to shoot rock like, you fight it in two different forms you can shoot like rockets into its treads and then you can shoot the back of it which i still had to remember but like they come to a part when they try to blow it up off a bridge and the freaking thing just climbs back up the bridge. And I'm like, yeah. I like this tank. Yeah. I also like how he doesn't give a shit at all about his own troops during this part. Where just, he just starts killing them and they're in his way, too. Like, he just he just does not give a shit anymore at all. Well, yeah, them, and it's like motorcycle a motorcycle assholes. Yeah. 
and it's, <laughs> no, they are and it's like a uh, it is a great concept for a weapon too where it's like this thing is like the booster rocket for a nuke so it's going to take off and then the missile is going to be going at like 300 miles an hour and then when you launch it it's like the first stages of of a rocket and that's how it can fly around the whole world and i'm like ah wow that's actually a lot more clever than you ever had to be that's a cool weapon. I mean, it's, it's, like I said, yeah. it's a good weapon. Like, yeah. I mean, every Metal Gear game has a different type of nuclear type weapon. I know Peace Walker has like fucking mechs or something weird in it, I think. Or like, I've never gotten far of Peace Walker, so I can't really say too much. But I know there's something there's really weird stuff in Peace Walker. Forrest has got the, the gecko things. Peace Walker has something to do with AI because you get AI chip hmm. when you beat bosses. I wish I could remember more, but it's been years and I never got far. So one day. One day I'll be on the show, no. but not anytime soon. So <laughs> there's like three others I want to play first. So we got time. And after you finish the Shagohod fight, like after you finally blow up, you end up fighting it a second time with Volgan standing on top of it. And you, he gets hit by lightning, what finally kills him, which is ironic. <laughs> but I like it. I like that he dies that way. And then you, and you have to fight as Mike had brought up a little bit ago. You're then you go on a motorcycle and you're getting chased by a motorcycle idiot. You have to shoot down and hovercraft <sighs> and stuff. I, hate this part and it's not because the gameplay is bad it's because when i was going for all of the keratin statues last year oh the frogs the frogs are bitches in this part because you can't really tell if you hit them unless you shoot at them and then pull out the direction mic to hear if they're making noise it's Uh. That's terrible. Ass. Okay, I didn't know what those things were. I like kicked. I found one in, in an office somewhere, and I kicked one, and it made a funny noise, and that's all yeah. I ever knew about <laughs> that. But I saw them all over the place. So I figured I was supposed to do something with them, but I really didn't. I, I didn't think they unlocked stealth camel. Yeah, oh, okay, I think so. But it's there's like oh there's a lot of them. I forget the number, but there's a lot, and they're well hidden. Sixty. I think there's sixty four. That's too many. Oh yeah. wow! I saw like I don't know. I think I maybe saw five or ten of them. Just kind of walking around. I'm like, oh, hey, that thing's... I remember seeing that. And I, like I said, I think I just kicked one and it made a funny yeah, When they noise. beep, they go off. God, yeah. that sounds terrible, the directional mic having to switch over. That that would be horrible. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Yikes. <clears throat> I didn't realize they were in that part, too. And then, like, when they crash, it's so fucking stupid. Because, like, they're driving fine. They're on the highway. And then they look at each other for some reason. Why they're driving, nobody's looking for it, And she runs into a tree and they almost die. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty dumb. Both of them just looking straight down at the gas tank full of. Oh, yeah, because there's a hole in the tank. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. They were shot full of bullet holes. <sighs> well, of course you were. Come on. Now you just got shot at by like 50, like like over 100 people. Like, yeah, there's going to be bullet holes probably because the whole idea is that you're trying to get to this lake nearby that has a plane waiting for you that you're trying to escape on. And it's what we forgot to mention, but during the sh- it's during the fight with Volgan, when Volgan finally talks about the philosopher's legacy, and I love that because you can just see Boss's face, Ocelot's face, and Ava's face go, "Oh shit!" He f- and he hands Boss the thing to here, hide this for me, and she's like, <laughs> "Okay," because that was yeah. her whole mission was to collect the philosopher's legacy. Yeah, and he just gave it to her, which I, I like that. And then when you when you do finally, f- and then you have a stupid escort part. In the, in the very end of this, where Ava's injured, you have to kind of escort her around. But at least I didn't have to hear, I'm Jack the Giant Killer! Uh-huh. Or any of that dumb nonsense. <laughs> so, you know, it's okay. okay, so I don't know if y'all had the same problem, but she could not get enough food. I kept having to kill snakes for her. Like, I get that she, like, got impaled by a uh, tree, but, I mean, this woman, <laughs> I fed her, like, four anacondas, and that's not me being... 
whatever. <laughs> but no, but like she kept getting tired. I was like, ah, I need more food. So I just kept feeding her magpies and stuff. And I, I don't know if y'all had that same I problem. Didn't. I didn't feed her that much, but <laughs> I had to feed her a few times. Because eventually she will be like, oh, I can't walk anymore. I'm yeah. too hung, hungry I'm to hungry. walk. So I'm like, right. ah, this, this heifer, again, how many snakes can she eat? <laughs> Which the way that I worked around that, I don't know if any of y'all did this because she kept getting so annoying for me. I just hit her with the uh, trank gun. Yep. And then just drug her where I yep. need her. That's right. the way I, I do that. it. That's and the way then, I do it every time. And it's she the walks too thing. slow. Is she super into snake in her dreams and then into the boss? And then and her then dog? And then into Fido? <laughs> So, weird. Yeah, uh, in in a game full of very weird things, that was that that was notable. That was very yeah. That and after this notable short stupid scene is when you you get to the ship and then you finally fight boss, which is waiting for you at the ship. And this is a beautiful scene, a beautiful fight. Like because you you fight, she's wearing all white. You're fighting in a in a okay field of white yeah. flowers. See, and that and that was my thought. I I even made like I mean, you saw my my like big list of notes. Yeah, is one of the first things that I said was like, she's wearing white armor. That's dumb. She's never going to be able to hide anywhere. Like what? <laughs> That's like she's never. And then it ends. And I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> it's it's Feel such a powerful flowers. moment because he he loves her. Like he he completely mm-hmm. loves her because she was his mentor, his master. Yeah. Like, and you can, you can really see it when he has to kill her because that's the mission. Like it breaks him. And this is what, as you follow the, as the series progresses, big boss ends up is the villain of metal year one and metal year two for the MSX. Oh, so cause he gets killed in, in metal gear one. Then he comes back in metal gear two gets killed again in metal. No metal gear one is a, is a, is a fake or something. Metal gear two, you kill him. So he was, and so this is them going back to show you kind of how he became the big boss. It, it gets <laughs> complicated. <laughs> Sounds like it. Oh yeah, it's very, very odd. And so this is this has a lot to do with it because when he kills the boss and he kills his mentor, it's after this that he finds out from Ava after she blur- burns his radio and leaves him and seals the philosopher's leg- legacy from him after they escape this and she sleeps with them, that boss was actually under orders to get the philosopher's legacy to give the nuke to Volgan. She never defected, but her she will be labeled as a traitor for the rest of her life because they all they cared about was the money, and that was her mission. And she knew she would have to die to complete her mission, and she still did it. And like when he when you show the part when he's with in the, with all the big wigs like the president and he doesn't want to shake people's hands or anything he's angry at what they did to the boss that he had they sent him to kill her and they labeled her as a traitor when she was a great hero to the country and, that, and that's what makes him really change and turn against the government which is as you see in portable ops and peace walker and five i think right mike uh i don't you know. wouldn't yeah. wrong person huh i i played a good bit of five but i don't okay. remember a whole lot of you probably weren't watching cutscenes though either uh, I think I watched him the first time. Okay, I I know it's something to do. Like I know he sets up his own government later on, the Outer Heaven. Hundred percent justified for whatever he did. I, yeah. I and again, I have not played any of this, but when your own government to appease somebody who doesn't care takes a war hero and just fucks him over and lets their legacy be tarnished and everybody hate them forever. Yeah, no, I'd say you're one hundred percent justified in whatever villainous acts you want to uh, commit against the uh, worst. That's why um, he eventually lin- yeah. changes because he okay. gets he, he becomes a villain later on. Yeah, no, I can I can definitely see why this turns into a villain story. Hearing hearing you say that, 
He, just not wanting to shake right. Johnson's hand. Who, who, by the way, that is the worst Lyndon Baines Johnson I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> it is pretty bad. Which, again, I feel like was on purpose, question mark, maybe. I don't know. Me and him went to the same college, not at the same time, obviously, but me, <laughs> but me and him went to the same college. So I, I, I don't know if I'm just more, if I just know what LBJ sounds like more or if they just did it that bad, like intentionally. Okay. Um, any last things we, you guys ready to go on to questions, comments, or memories? Um, sure. I have just a couple of quick. Sure. Why, why does snake, why is he always in a velociraptor stance? CQC. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, is that part of the combat? I feel like it's better if you have your arms out to grab somebody versus having them all jammed up in your body. Like, I get why he has a knife and a gun at the same time, but he's holding him like he's, like, a dinosaur, and he's, like, sneaking around with it. Just just I notes that I uh, didn't get to. Uh, did y'all notice that all of the raindrops had faces in them? That's just a fun little thing that I noticed. I did not notice that. Yeah, yeah. If you go, and and this might just be in the HD version, but but if you look real real close, anytime anytime that there's raindrops, there's little tiny faces, and I couldn't tell who they were. And um, oh, I also noticed that codename Sorrow is always smiling, and codename Joy is never smiling. Uh-huh. That was kind of funny. Oh, because yeah, Joy is the boss. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. but. Yeah, I just did, these that. are just yeah these are just little notes that I took that I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't and uh, that's it food food for thought. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go a little yeah. quick on the memories. We do got a few good questions from uh that I'm gonna read here, but I got a decent amount of memories that so I'm gonna read some of these kind of quick. First from the Metal Gear Solid fans group from Kenneth to saying the opening Halo jump scene is one of my favorite scenes in the Metal Gear series. It's pretty good. Uh, from Michael Wallman, Metal Gear Solid 3 is my favorite PS2 game. Even got to the fear on European, European Extreme, but that's where I got stuck. Wow. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. Yeah. Don't blame you at all. <laughs> okay, here's an interesting part. Uh, from Juan Marroquin, someone once posted that Snake kills his pain, then his fear, he eliminates his end, placing him on a path of war forever. He kills his fury, he is then killed by his sorrow, only to go on, then he kills his joy. Ah. That's cool. So, I like that. Yeah. Let's see. From Louis Emery. So many great memories, great boss battles, great story. <laughs> and this one from Roy Redfield. What a thrill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and one thing that we didn't mention, uh, the whole thing with, with Rykov, the reason why they did that, because a lot of people got upset about Metal Gear Solid 2 with Raiden being being the main character for majority of the game. Spoiler alert. So that's why there's that joke with that. Yeah. No. So it's stupid. Okay, here's a good one from Rob Repoke. Hiding from the end, using the sound direction to hear him snoring, and then trying to sneak up on him with my first boss battle I didn't want to end. Hmm. Huh. I forgot nice. you could do that. Yeah. And a couple more from a Metal Gear Solid Outer Heaven group, so another Metal Gear group. Uh, Robert G. Williams. This game is still one of my favorite spy movies. <laughs> Same. Uh, yep. Absolutely right. From Jamie Edwards. Honestly, for me, such an iconic game. Fell in love with, with it the moment I started playing, just like all Metal Gear Solid games. And all right, the last one we're gonna read from this group, Matthias Regner Barnett. I think the virtuous mission could have been a little better, but other than that, it's all just awesome. I think okay. it almost feels like yeah. it was meant to be a demo. Yeah, like, that's yeah. sort of like you're just getting your feet wet up until Snake Eater starts, and then that's your, and then that's you know like I like your real game. Yeah. All right, and then from the last group, I'm gonna read these questions from I watched the entire Overblood replay from friend of the show Emmanuel. I'm still in a dream, Snake Eater. I just like <laughs> that. Love that. Um, 
And then from another friend of the show, or I shouldn't say friend of the show, I should say co-host of the, of the MCU part of the show, Bill Tucker. <laughs> uh, Snake Eater is the best combination of Kojima's creativity, ego, and alter vision. All the other Metal Gear Solid swing one way or the other, but Snake Eater blends nicely tuned gameplay with uh, with without their scenarios that are truly memorable. Taking on the end is enthralling, and the sorrow, the sorrow dream is one of my favorite MGS moments, full stop. The best in the series by a fair margin. That's a good one, sir. Yep. I really loved it, yeah. And from Sergio Silva, in a callback to the Symphony Night episode, episode 101, by the way, uh, the woman that sings that weird song at the end of this is the same woman that sings Snake Eater. Huh. That's, that's crazy. Huh. Well, that I, I have to you know, reference that. Hey, when someone wants to reference an old episode, I have to call out the question. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we get, we get a bunch of questions, which is not normal, but from Cody Taker. So I'm going to read some of them. Uh, first one, favorite boss? Like, well, the how Sorrow, you of course. Okay. Uh, and you, Cody? In this game, um, I love Sorrow the best with a very close second with the Fury. Probably the Fury for me because I hate the rest of them. <laughs> so, and then yay or, and then also from Cody, yay or nay in the camo system. I'm going to say yay when I, if I, when I did use it, I like it. I like all the camos that give you special abilities, like the ones you get from the Cobra units. But as far as like the normal ones that are just for the percentage so you can hide better, I wasn't super into it. I loved all of it. I mean, <laughs> uh, again, this is super novel for me. So um, I, I like that a lot better than I like the medical system. Uh, I like something that uh, that helps me be better versus something that helps me not just die if I don't do it. Yeah, that's fair. And also, um, this one from Cody. Did you get the dumb fucking frog? <laughs> None of us on this playthrough, but <sighs> not this like, playthrough, but I have it. done it before across probably two or three playthroughs it took me to get all of them because they carry over thank god <laughs> and that's cool i didn't know they carried over but that is yeah cool. and i just, and i spent 16 hours on this i can't imagine how much longer it would take if i had searched for the dumb fucking oh. drugs use a guide for sure oh yeah yeah they're in some hidden places you really won't find them otherwise i've, I've seen i've looked up a little bit before when i was trying to do it but it didn't last long I mean, there's so many holes to crawl in and so many, like, logs to hide behind. I, I can't imagine where they all must be hiding. The Gro- Grozny Grad, where you can go between the four, northwest, south and east, uh, yeah. there's one in one of the, like, sewer grates that you can crawl into to wow. connect the two areas. Yeah, there's one I, hidden back there. I saw that one, actually. I do remember <laughs> I, like, fell in one of the holes and I crawl and I remember uh, seeing that frog down there, down in the sewers. It's a little out of the ways. <laughs> and last question I'm going to read, from also from Cody. Did you find the fun para conversation? <laughs> yeah. I we did. Talked, that, we talked we about talked a few about of them. Yeah. No, I, yeah, tons. And I'm sure that there's more that I didn't find, but the vampire one is hilarious. There's a Godzilla one. There's there's a bunch of them, which the are cool. The James Bond one is really funny. I love Yeah, I really like the James Bond one. And there's one of the poison mushrooms, the snake asker, how it tastes. He's like, seriously, it's poisonous, dude. Her <laughs> uh, asking, um, oh, what the uh, dog's taste tastes like. He's like, don't even ask. And she's like, I wasn't He's like, no, really. You were going to ask how those dogs. Like, no, I wasn't going to eat a dog. <laughs> love, love, love that. And then her bringing up, I think it was uh, them. He's like, have, oh, yeah. have you seen them? And she's, you know, and he's like, what's it uh, like? She's like, honestly, I don't know. I watched, you know, I, I closed my eyes. I was too scary. So you didn't actually watch the movie. No, I huh. saw it. But, my, you know, I just, that was, That's yeah. Good. But there's, but there's so many good ones in there. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that about wraps up this section of the show. I think we should do shelf stacker box. Since you were last on, we did add a new gray area to the shelf being something you love, stack being something you like, but you don't want to put it on the shelf, but you still want it there in case you want to play it, and box being storage. Oh, do you, do you want to ask me first? Sure. Why don't well, you go no, first? Well, no, I didn't know if the pause meant you wanted me to. Oh, uh, no, the pause was me thinking. Okay, so. well, yeah, if y'all, if y'all want to go first, go for it. Okay. Uh, Mike, why don't you go first? Well, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself that I played it four times in a month last year, trying to get all the achievements. It's, uh, there's so much to do. There's so many different ways to play it. I like putting on the stealth camouflage and going around putting TNT on the back of guards. It's <laughs> <laughs> just blowing them up. God, I think we kind of covered everything I love about the game over the course of this episode. So it's, uh, it's going on the shelf. Like, I'm sure I'll play it again not too long from now. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I keep you pretty busy, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what kind of game my mom phone? Yeah, well. <laughs> Where I'm insane. Uh, okay, I'll go next. I'm actually going to put this I'm gonna put this on the shelf. I mean, this playthrough didn't grab me as much as other playthroughs have, but I really do love this game. It is such a good game. I think it was just something that I played it so many times and I was kind of in a rush because I have other games to play and I have a lot going on where I wasn't really like, I wasn't in the mood to really absorb everything that this game has to offer. But I had a fun time, I, except for the Vulcan fight. I enjoyed myself for the most part. Uh, and that fucking tunnel. The rest I enjoyed. So it's going yeah. on the shelf. Great game. Glad we played it. How about tunnel you, Cody? sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, as uh, this is my first real Metal Gear game that I've really sunk my teeth into for more than like 45 minutes. And didn't really know what to expect other than it was sneaking around and going it in the jungle and everybody loves it. So um, so my expectations were pretty high for this. I was ready to be kind of let down. And I got to say, it's even better than I had even thought it was. Um, this game, like I said, I think it's like 17, like 16, 17 years old now, right? It's like 2004. Yeah, dude, it blew me away in ways that I did not expect it to. The level of freedom, the characters. I actually really like the... A Cobra unit. I love that it somehow both made things very tongue-in-cheek while also being very serious and very somber when it needed to be. That final gunshot killing the boss and then all the flowers turning red. It was that was chills. I loved it. Um, Yeah, no, it was. It's not flawless, but it's about as flawless as I could expect any kind of media to be. It takes a lot of chances, and most of those pay off in all of the best ways. So for a brand new game for me, it being older, I can definitely say that it 100% holds up. And this is uh, not only is it on in the shelf, it's uh, maybe one of the, my new like top 10 favorite games that I've ever played. Wow. Like That's... straight up. I, I fucking love this. But I, I, I also love uh, the Watchmen. I don't know if y'all saw that movie. Never. <laughs> oh, the Watchmen no. is so good, especially if you've watched a bunch of other like James Bond movies. Uh, it takes all the best parts of that while also making them way funnier than any of the James Bond movies ever were. And this, to me, scratched that same kind of itch that The Watchmen did. So I know it's very specific for somebody like me. But uh, yeah, no, this is definitely one of the best video games that I've literally ever played. That's okay. awesome. Yeah, I am glad that we could we roped you into something that. No, thanks really for enjoyed. having me on, Mike. This was uh, this was a very pleasant uh, surprise. And before we continue on, we should introduce what we're talking about next week. I shouldn't forget that part. I do sometimes. <laughs> and this sometimes. is another one of my picks. We're going to be talking about a game that I bet you most people have no idea what I'm talking about. We're going to play Super Nintendo's Illusion of Gaia. 
People know Illusion of Gaia. He, What's Illusion sure? of Gaia? An action RPG game. <laughs> <laughs> it's not common. It is not a well-known game. It's just something that... It's one of the games that me and Mike have talked about this off the show. It's a game I'm doing for me. I'm making an episode for me, to me. It's not, I, I mean... definitely know what all of those words mean. I just never heard them put together in that <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's an odd action RPG that's very, very dark at times. <laughs> so, yeah, something I've always wanted. I, I've beaten it before, but it's something that I just wanted to put on the show, and it just kind of happened finally. One of those games I've been playing around putting on the show probably since the show started, but it's now finally happening. So, yeah, that's what we're talking about next week. Right and on. before we end, since now we're going to go to plugs. Uh, Cody, why don't you plug your YouTube channel? Oh, yes, please do. Um, I can be found at Cody Alavo on YouTube, um, uh, if you see uh, another guy with my name that is like a scummy-looking white guy with dreadlocks, that guy is a Nazi. Fuck that guy. Do not give him <laughs> any traffic. I am the better version of Cody Olivo. I had that name first, and I'm going to keep it. I just recently, and I say recently, it came out in October, I made a movie called Wendigo, which I don't know if you've seen it. I stand by it. It is a found footage horror movie that I made on a $0 budget with all of my friends, uh, where they all... Uh, put in their uh, time for it. Uh, my best friend Kyle Burns is in it. Uh, you know him as Deadpool from the poorly animated Adventures of Spider-Man. He shows up in it. Also, uh, you might know her from the internet um, during your alone time, Miss Merrick <laughs> I Deville. She is lovely and hilarious, and she plays the succubus in that film. Uh, she's great. Also, my friend Yana and Cole, both of them, this was their first movie, and amazing music in it. It's found footage. I really am very proud of it and the work that other that we put in it. It's 100% free. It's called Wendigo. It's on my channel. Watch it. See what everybody in Vietnam loves <laughs> about that film. I have like 5,000 views just in Vietnam alone watching the whole thing. They love it. Also, you can check out my Instagram at Cajun Crippler. That's C-A-J-U-N-C-R-I-P-P-L-E-R. If you're looking for me on any form of the social media, it's almost always Cajun Crippler, one word, or just search for my name, Cody Laveau, L-A-V-E-A-U, just like Marie. Okay. You know, I never, I, I should probably say my Twitter handle some days or my, yeah, I never bother, but. <laughs> no, I, I always get like a, um, this is the third one that I've done. I, I, I always get like 10, 20 more uh, followers on any of my social media. So there is definitely an effect there. Folks, folks do follow when when you plug so plug away sometimes it works <laughs> so if you enjoy and also if you if you're in the mood for more metal gear we did cover a few other metal gear games earlier on this show and i'm going to pull that up real fast and tell you about them we cut well one if you want to hear more cody he was on episode 93 with dead space and he was on something else with american mcgee's alice i did not look that up because i forgot to both of them so. are very good search them i love both those games and then we, and if you want more Metal Gear, we cover Metal Gear Solid Episode 57, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, the MSX game, Episode 51, and the Metal Gear Ghost Babble for Game Boy Color Episode 7. So if you need more Metal Gear love. God, that is weird. We cover two close to each other, then the other two are like over 50 episodes apart. Huh. Yeah, I do odd things with the schedule. Odd, odd things. All right, so if you enjoyed this, please tell people that you enjoyed Games My Mouth. We need more listeners, and that's how you help. Tell an enemy, tell a friend, tell anyone, I don't care. And <laughs> please, um, want to... We also do games. We do comics. We do movies. We are going through the MCU movies. And we had recently published... Well, it's been a little while since we published them. But definitely go look. There's all up to Ant-Man so far. It's been published at the point you're hearing this. And there's more coming. 
lots more coming. So definitely please go follow those. We do comics. Not as much, but we do comics. Definitely check those out. And if you enjoyed this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm on YouTube. I'm only 26 subscribers away at the time of this recording to getting my 100 to finally change my custom URL. So, hey, help me out. Subscribe, please. Hey, people are subscribing. Since I posted Sin City in both the podcast and the episode on YouTube, we have gotten more subscribers. I don't know why. Right on. It's a very good film with a very dedicated you cult listen to our episode following. Yeah, no, don't, don't, don't listen to the episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, the sequel, one person loved it, and two people now, wanted to kill themselves. The sequel. Uh, I don't. If y'all, if y'all ever want to pain yourselves, watch the sequel to that. I saw it. Oh, uh, we talked theaters. about it too. I saw the sequel in theaters, and the only thing good about that was there was a trailer for the. Hateful Eight uh, on that a year before that m- movie came out, and I was the only one that had heard of the you know, Hateful Eight, and it's because I watched Sin City too. Even <laughs> if we had over a thousand downloads in Sin City, I will not <laughs> watch the second. Never going to so. do the sequel. Also, want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, aka Mike Tony from ZP Bite the Bullet. Song of the Cool Kid Squad. Definitely go check him out on YouTube. Yeah, we're never doing Dame to Kill. Never. I had watched Sin City once in my life. I checked off that box. Never fucking again. No, do not. Yeah, don't. I'm good. When even Bill said it was bad. Yeah, that's what. Like, oh man, that must be real bad. Because Sin City was real bad. So, (sighs) yay. All right. So that finishes that up. So I want to thank Cody for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. And we will see you all next time. Thanks for having me. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. Take it easy. And if it's easy, take it twice. All right. (laughs) 